Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop Swirl on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Wednesday, July 9th, 2014. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. We're going to have a, a fun-filled night tonight. We're going to start off with our guest, Mark Platt. Mark Platt's in the house. How you doing, Mark? Hola, que <laughs> We figured out this is his uh, sixth time in studio for himself and uh, numerous other times with other uh, other other groups and other people. So uh, he's, uh, he's pretty much a regular here, huh? I have yeah. a pot. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, we we're doing, we got that going on. We're gonna have, uh, of course, Brewski's beer tasting, T Bone's timeout. Hopefully, Angela and uh, Tara will be calling in. They're uh, they're closing in on uh, Hawaii. Oh, no. When you map. look at that map, you can see uh, they're a lot closer to Hawaii <laughs> yeah, than they are to California. Closer to Hawaii so, than here, yeah. And, wow, uh, good for them. <laughs> we also have uh, AD will be calling in, and I've got a little things uh, about sports with him, and uh, all the other some usual stuff we got going on. How's your week been, man? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, as, as I mentioned uh, before the show started, uh, you know, I don't mind if uh, summer were just to hurry up <laughs> and get done. Man. It, it just that shit ain't fun when you got kids. Uh, but other than that, it's all good. I got a good ride in on Saturday, Sunday, one of those two days. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, same good. The, the World Cup's been interesting. I'll, I'll tell you, it's been a it, as it's. Well, I'm jumping the gun here on the sports section, but uh, as fun as the group stage and the quarters uh, were, not so interesting the last two days. Well, today's, ga- today's game, today's game, I thought was interesting. I, I, yeah, yesterday's I game, so yesterday's game was just flat out. Well, I know what you're, I know where you're going with this because they, they were pretty much. I'm a neutral, so yeah. I, like I, I'm not rooting for anybody because yeah. like the only team I root for is the U.S. Uh, and they're out. So once they're out, I just want to see good, exciting games. Yesterday was a blowout. Today it looked choppy and disjointed. And the team I, because I, I really don't like the Netherlands. Uh, I don't like their style of play. Yeah, nice looking uniforms. Though. They do. Though. <laughs> uh, so I was sort of pulling for you know Argentina, but I didn't want to see that happen. And it, I I just hate when it goes to shootouts. Uh, 
And uh, that's the thing. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. But I'm not, I'm not thinking that because then here's, you know, the U.S. I think Netherlands yeah. matches up better with Germany. But they had to get past Argentina yeah, to do Argentina, that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be on my eye boring. Phone, I have ESPN. And it goes, dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I got so mm-hmm. I didn't even watch the game. And then I looked at my thing and it said, going to a penalty kick. Okay, I'll watch that because it's like five minutes, and I not that I don't like soccer, but it's just like you know what, 120 minutes of nothing. Not uh, it was uh, you know I I watched most of that game. Uh, I watched the whole game. I watched yeah. the whole game, and I thought it was it wasn't the worst game I'd, I'd seen. I'd seen worse games. How was the flopping? It well. I mean, that's, no, that's right. one reason it's, I don't. It's not nearly as bad as it was with uh, some, a couple of these other teams. Well, some teams seen. are worse than others, yeah. but I think. The Netherlands ranks up pretty close to like Portugal and Italy, <laughs> so that bothers me. That guy Robin. Robin, he's a <laughs> every time they show him, I want to <laughs> bull fuck that guy. You know um, funny, it just doesn't. I just bothers me. Rachel um, Maddow did the funniest thing on her show a couple weeks back on the World Cup, where she talked about flopping, and she actually showed this clip like five times where this guy actually grabbed the wrist of the other guy. And hit himself with the guy's wrist and went, ah! Oh, that, that stuff goes on all it's the time so in yeah. soccer. That's, what I think about soccer is that's just part of the game. Yeah. yeah. What's, the funny part, what really makes me laugh is when somebody goes down and a guy from the other team grabs him and tries to pick him back up. Yeah, and say, yeah. Come on, dude, you're not hurt. <laughs> but uh, see, now for me, it's been uh, kind of a waste of a couple of days because I watched uh, I watched the Tour de France and then I watched it. Oh, the see, game. I haven't watched even and, touched uh, on that yet. Well, you know, Froome, last year's champion, yeah. he went down three times in two days. He's out. Wow. He went out today. He went down twice today. Wow. Uh, he wrecked. He wrecked himself yesterday. It wasn't even his fault. Somebody clipped his front wheel. He went down. And uh, he, he wow. yeah, I hate to see that. That's yeah. just, you know. And then he went down again the day. And uh, 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 what's his name? Went down day one. He was he's, he, he was out right away. Uh, God, I his name. I don't remember her in a minute. Um, so it's been it's been interesting. It's a lot of new, you know, no telling who's going to win this year, man. I think the favorites and stuff, but doper and cheaters. <laughs> I love I love the tour of fun. Um, Let's take our first break and come back and introduce our guests. What do you say? Sounds good. You listen to Swoops on Talk Star Radio Network as well as, uh, oh, that's pretty much it, as well as Talk Stream Live and all the other ways you can listen to us. We're going to take a quick break and come back and introduce Mark Platt. This one here is uh, one of Mark's, and this is called Revolution Starts Right Here. Back after this. <laughs> Sit back easy and applaud yourselves Or you can stand back idly and watch us all go to hell Cause the revolution starts right here People are looking for something clear Why should we go now when there's nothing to fear? The revolution starts right here Such a drag that no one really cares There's too much information out there Cause the revolution starts right here If we don't do something, we'll disappear 
He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean on the wall, and you're listening to Super on the Talk Show Radio Network, and we're happy to have as our guest the return of singer-songwriter Mark Platt. How you doing, Mark? Hello. Great to have you back. Uh, which, which mic we got him on there, man? You have me on this one? one. Yeah, I'm going to need you to get a little bit closer to it. Just take it out of the stand. All right, right, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> as, uh, as always, uh, the, the man is always uh, very prolific. He's got a new uh, CD out. Uh, politics of pop. We're gonna talk about that. He's got new stuff in, in the making. Uh, but uh, what, what, besides all that, what have you been up to since we last spoke, man? Well, my friend, I actually wrote this book this year called "So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star," and it's a how-to book on songwriting, and it's available in Kindle and audiobook, and it's actually doing very well. I'm very excited. Uh, it sells well uh, through Audible.com and Amazon. And I even got, I was telling uh, Soup here that I got this um, I am on Facebook from a guy in Israel. And he said, I was really blocked up and I heard about your book. I got the audio book. I listened to it. And then I was able to finish my CD. Would you like me to send you one? It's in Hebrew. <laughs> and I said, that is really fascinating. <laughs> Hold on to your CD. But I'm very happy that you're able to do it. And I am Jewish, but I just... But I, but I really, uh, I was really proud of that fact that it was able to translate in a, into another culture. And um, a guy in England 
actually reviewed it and gave it a five-star review, which I was really happy about. So I'm really happy about because, you know, there's something about writing a book about something you know that's really exhilarating. It's just very, you know, it makes you feel good while you're doing it. And then when people start to react to it and they are able to utilize, you know, the methods I've been teaching in songwriting and performance for 10 years, just about 10 years now. And I basically made the audio book and, and I did it to do the audio book. I made it just like I teach. I talked through the audio book. I wrote the audio book script and that the script is the actual Kindle version of it. And it's basically a script. And, but I taught, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't read it as much as I talked through it the same way as I teach, and I think that that has been very effective. So uh, yeah, that was a, that's been a big thing for me this year, and uh, you know I've been working exclusively on music. I've been working with some publishers for some jingles for maybe car ads and different you know radio and TV and film placements, uh, radio ads and things like that also, and that's a whole different ballgame too. It's really cool. On top of doing my own stuff, and I, I actually finished. I released a brand new day last November, and I had Politics of Pop done by February, February, <laughs> which freed me up to do the book and to work on these other things, right. you know, these publishing things. So that was the first time that I ever did that, where I actually, you know, the record doesn't come out till officially till uh, September twentieth, and it was done in February. And it feels good, and it's like yep. I'm all, all ready to the, to the point where I've played several shows where I've played those songs. So tonight I decided I was going to play stuff from the next record that I will do for next year. <laughs> and you guys will get the, the debut performances. Of those. Nice. When you uh, Let's back up a little bit. When you decided to uh, write the book, um, like I said, you've been teaching this uh, for 10 years, uh, and you've had a, a host of students, and, I know, and I, I, I've seen the, the, the things you put up. You've had some of them in here. Yeah, uh, talking about uh, you know where to meet and what time and all that stuff each week. Um, but when you decided you'd write the book, I mean, what kind of sparked that in you? What, what, what made you say, you know, I think I want to put this in a book form? Actually, a, a friend of mine that I developed last year in Australia, who had developed a really cool, he was a fan of my old 80s band. And the he the had Platitudes? A, no, The Real Impossible, the band from the 80s. Well, we've talked about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, MTV, man. Yes, MTV. <laughs> And his name is George Motzkov, and he lives in Australia. And he has a label called Zero Hour. And he was a big fan of my band since the 80s, and I never knew who he was because there was no such thing on the Internet or whatever back then. Um, he actually had our first EP since, like, 1988, 89. And he and I developed, he, you know, he, he IM'd me one day. He said, are you the Mark Platt from the room? You know, we got this whole thing going. <laughs> That's probably pretty nice because you usually get the one about the uh, the director, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the producer, Mark and um, so I struck up this friendship with him, and he also is an incredible graphic designer. And I um, got going, and I, I, I told him about Brand New Day, and he was the one who said you should call the record Brand New Day, and he said let me show, send me your artwork. So I send him, and he sends me back, and I am. Um, Capital letters. No, no, no. <laughs> and then I was like, well, then you do it. And the next day, he sends me what ended up being the cover for Brand New Day. Free of charge, really cool guy. We just developed this friendship, and his label um, 
It's called Zero Hour, named after a Plimsoll song. He's a huge Plimsolls fan. He releases a lot of retrospectives and things like that. So what he did is he said, I want to put out a real impossible retrospective. I'm like, okay. The stuff had never been on CD. It had only been on vinyl. Uh-huh. So I said, okay. And he, I sent him some of the some of the like flyers and just different things, created a cover for it. I put together a 23-song retrospective. I went in to a studio and had people like we transferred tapes from <laughs> God knows where, but we found <laughs> the songs. And he released it in Australia. It's called It's About Time, Real Impossible, 1983 to 1988. So, and the, and the cover's fantastic. And then um, I asked him, I told, then he, he has written several books. He said, you should write a book, an audio book. And, uh, you know, because he knew that I had taught, and he goes, well, you should get it down on book. And I'm like, okay. So I really sat down for, like, weeks and put it together and did it. And he got me this cover. That You've seen it, right? It's the yep. cartoon cover of the book. Yeah. He, he's the one who got it to me. Wow. And it's, that's the artwork for the book. And it's doing great on Amazon. And, and then I... I bugged him. I said, I'm going to do this new record called Politics of Pop. I don't know what to tell you to do. <laughs> he came up with the concept of, a, of an amplifier with my name on it and the, and the, the back cover with the guitars and everything. And yeah. It looks great. It's, this guy is so good at branding, mm-hmm. you know, artistic branding. So you find simpatico people all over the world that really are artists that love doing, you know, what they do and what you they love what you do and they want to get involved and this guy has never charged me a penny for any of his artwork. And meanwhile, you know, he's selling those records in Australia and he's going to make his money back and all that stuff. But all that stuff. And it's been great. Nice. It's a great relationship. So that's, that's the answer to your question. Very good. Um, let's talk about them real quick before maybe you know, we jump back to the other things. With the old band, the original band, there was, what, four of you? Yes. And then there was a, some, you know, we. We had a Spinal Tap drummers, and we had drummers <laughs> during our career, and a couple of bass players. But Robbie, the guitar player, and I were the main, you know, two guys that were there from the beginning to the end. And Robbie passed away in 2009. And we actually had a reunion gig with the, the remaining. I got four of us together, the original group, and then our main bass player who played with us for many, 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 many years. And we did a reunion in January when the, it was like the CD release party for It's About Time. And it was a real trip just getting to play those songs. <laughs> it was so interesting. It was fun. It was interesting. And we had one rehearsal the day of the thing. And <laughs> then we went out and just killed it. It was great. And it was just a one time? No, no, one time. No, no desire to do it. No that. desire to do it <laughs> With, uh, What we know uh, about you from in the past, a lot of your, a lot of your songs you, you write from the heart. Or, you know, have to do with like ex- your personal experiences or things you kind of you witnessing around the world uh, with politics of pop uh, what what uh, sparked that the songs on that one it's it's social it's personal and it's political and all politics is local have you ever heard that term before mm-hmm. and I think that all politics is personal social and political um, I wouldn't say that there's necessarily too many like that revolution starts right here it's not really a political statement more of like a social statement about how people stand back on the sidelines and you know don't
don't stand back on the sidelines because the revolution's about to start. I mean, that's if it, it's message oriented. Then there's a song like my tr- my one true love, which is personal, just about the travails of you know what does your one true love really mean? And you know, there's a verse in there about hiding under the covers, and all these things that happen in in, in some of those lifetimes. And um, then there's there's a good you know, there's a song on there called I Want to Believe Tomorrow, which is a very social statement, you know, based on <laughs> P period O period P that's the nickname of the record um, that all politics is local and all politics is really personal and it's a personal choice so that's kind of what it's about it's not really a political a lot of people ask me that it's just because they know I'm very I, li- I write political blogs and all this stuff and that record is less political than Brand New Day which mm-hmm. is very political yeah so very cool Let's take a quick break and uh, make some adjustments here and then play another one of your songs off the, uh, the LP there. And you're listening to Switch Radio Talk Radio Network. We're going to play uh, It's My Time. You want to say anything about that before we cue it up? Another one of my personal things about grabbing the bull by the balls, no matter how old you are, it's my time. Mark Platt. It's my time Yes, it's my time It's the right time It's my time If not now, just when Where to begin I won't be afraid To take one on the chin Cause it's my time Yes, it's my time It's the right time It's my time Life is far too short To be in someone else's dream Won't fall asleep at the wheel Rise up full head of steam Cause it's my time Yes, it's my time It's the right time It's my time Thank you. 
guess it's my time It's my time It's the right time It's my time to be a teacher when you were little but as you grew up things changed teaching just didn't seem like the best option anymore so you decided to become something else but what would your 12 year old self say interesting and innovative things are happening in teaching today so it's time to put it back on your list don't try to convince yourself otherwise you had it right the first time find out how you can make more at teach.org make more teach Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, we're the Lost Hours. And you're listening to Swoops Radio. Just take this away. My eyes are too big for my pain. Welcome back to Swoops. We're on the Talk Story Radio Network here live with Mark Platt. Mark, uh... Besides all the writing and stuff we do, and you're gonna play a couple things live for us. You've been playing a lot of a lot of places lately, and, and you all, well, you never really stop. <laughs> but uh, uh, some some of the things you've been doing, I, I, have they all been for this uh, this album, or you've been doing things for a variety of things? I get bored really easy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing like I played several shows with the, the stuff for Politics Pop in February and April and all those months, and I played a show at Wits End about. I decided to do, I wanted to do like a blues rock show. That's what I read, And this yeah. is all the stuff that I've been writing for these publishers. Um, we're trying to get them to some of the campaigns coming up and all that kind of stuff. And it's all like kick-ass blues rock. So, And uh, I think you've played Undervalued, Underpaid. Yeah. Played, yeah, on your show. The new version. Like that, we played that and we played just, just stuff. I should send you some of that stuff. And we played it live. Keyboard player named Cheris Willover. She played. She, I dressed her up all in black, sunglasses, blonde. <laughs> I made her stand up, and she was rock chick. And dude, it was so awesome. And I got Kelly, our old Real Impossible drummer, came back and played this show. Don Teshner, who used to play Rod Stewart, played guitar and slide, and Paul McCarty played bass. Ah. Stuart and McCarty. <laughs> and McCarty played my Beatles bass. 
Did he? Yeah, the Beatles bit. Quick question: When you talk about you, you, you do these. Uh, we we had somebody on the show not too long, well, a while back, who has done a lot of uh, things, like you said, for car commercials and things like that. And she said, realistically, she's. I asked her. Oh, well, she had one song that we really liked. That she kind of let us listen to off the air. She said she can't perform it uh, live because it belongs to the. Do you have that? Do you run those? These still belong to me. Ah. I mean, I have a publisher who's sending them out and doing all that stuff. But once they get picked up, you 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 can't you can't even play your own work there, huh? Right. So I'm going to play for you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm going to play in moving, uh, moving down the road, which is for like a car kind of commercial. And uh, what I did is I'll just explain how I did it. I wrote the music, and then at the end of the music, there's like 30 seconds of the vocal. Then I liked it so much, I decided I'm going to write out a, a flush out a full song. So you're going to hear the full song. Nice. And then I'm going to do a station ID for you of that song with the station ID. So you'll actually have the commercial. We like that. <laughs> Chevy or whoever ends up getting it. So. Cool. Oh, moving down the road. Ready? I'm telling you, man. You hear it? You I, hear I, it I, I, see, I see Tesla written all over Tesla, it. Tesla, man. <laughs> Actually, you know what I think? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, F-150. Ford F-150. <laughs> it, it, does, it. It, it does have that kind of... Right? Ford, that's, that's, baby. I'll they take like that, the big truck. Mm-hmm. But big truck moving well, right? All right. Like, let's let your eyes That's my personal this. Let him be opinion. a part of it. Let's do that little quick station ID as long as I'm here. Right? All right. Ready? 
Mark Platt, and you're listening to Swoop's World. successful at doing um when it comes to actually handing over something to somebody that you've created and not being able to technically uh perform it in it how do you feel about that well as long as the check this is what we talk about there's the business side and, <laughs> and mark understands but the business music, side exactly, business. exactly. you're doing to try to grab it and make it part of what they're doing um, this is a day and age where artists and writers and everybody are getting ripped off they're not making what they should be making the paradigm is going to change streaming is going to be everything in music over the next few years companies like Spotify I, I saw a commercial for T-Mobile no charges for data usage if you use their streaming thing on their phone. In other words, go back to T-Mobile because now you can listen to music for free. Da, da, da. It's, I'm telling you guys, everyone will be paying their little service fees for their Verizon, for their T-Mobile, whatever, and music will be part of that, and the licenses will be paid to BMI and ASCAP and CSAC and all this stuff through all these streaming things. So then you actually guarantee to get Yeah, because like Spotify, paid. like now, it seems like a total ripoff. I mean, I get paid .0001 cent per play right. on stuff. But when the, when it all kind of shifts over, it'll be like four cents. You know what I mean? It'll, it, and that adds up. Right. Right, and especially... You well, know, one of the interesting things I just read just in the last week is uh, that... Apple put out for the first, they put out some reports, you know, about downloads, or somebody did, mm -hmm. uh, downloaded music. For the first time, like, downloaded music, we think of, like, now it's, like, old, right? I mean, right. but really, it's about 10 years old, right? Downloaded music, right. MP3, whatever. And for every year, for the last 10, 12 years, it's, it's up, 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 up. This last year is the first time ever it's been down. And they are attributing that to exactly what you just said. Right, MP3s will be obsolete. Because nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to download music. They want to listen to music. And Spotify, Pandora, um, there's a whole whole. You guys will one. be getting all your stuff through coaxial cables or whatever, however it's done. Uh, you know what? I, to be honest with you, I listen to most of my music through Pandora. Just because mm -hmm. it works at uh, my phone. I have Bluetooth in my car. I have my phone. I have the jam box. It's like... Which station do we want to listen to so today? now, the guys like me need to figure out, okay, what am I going to do so that I can stay on top of it all and continue to have my stuff heard and, and get create a demand for that material? Yeah. So that's what this is all about. And it started years ago when I started coming on your show. It started with the, you know, it's all about personal relationships, social media, being out there and not being, you know, afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah. That's what it's all about. What you got to do. I mean, you got to, it, it's a hustle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? When the pot boils, the cream rises, or the scum rises. Well, you're fine. 
Hey, we're going to head into Depends another break. You, you want to play us into another break, man? A uh, full song or what? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to play something serious. This is my song about gun control. It's called Shooter at the Gate. And it's, it's completely from the perspective of the shooter. Mark Platt on uh, Swift's World. And we're going to take a quick break and listen to No More Yesterday and be back after this. It's a bad, sad situation. So hard to contemplate 
It's my self-infatuation Makes it hard to relate No more yesterday Time to get out my own way Gonna live life to the fullest Each and every single day No more looking back in anger No, there has to be a better way No more yesterday Time to get out of my own way where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. It's time to change your mundane radio listening schedule. Tune into the Robin Trap Show for your organic, entertaining radio experience. I actually love doing the Robin Trap Show. It's very freeing. There's a freedom there. I feel like I have a voice, and that voice is not restricted by anything. I love the unrestricted access I have to all sorts of people out there. The filters come off when the microphones go on, and I think our listeners... Feel that and vibe off of that. The reason I listen to the show is because it's an interesting mixture of misfits, both on the uh, radio end and on the listening end. It makes you feel less like a misfit when you're listening. Somehow it works. I listen to your show because I just think it's two kick-ass guys and it's way back. And I kind of prefer like the randomness. You guys just go with it. 
I like the celebrity interviews you do. I like the fact that you guys are irreverent about it. You know, you don't kiss anybody's ass. And, and, and you're funny. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing fake about you guys. The Robin Trab Show. It's real. It's raw. It's a radio revolution. Go to robindrab.com to join the fight. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Raspin Stewart. You're listening to Swoop's World. We started out so innocently. We learned to take what we need. Forgive us for our greed. Let's dance. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We are here with Mark Platt. Mark, we try to cover a lot every time we have somebody on, and and, I want to make sure we cover everything you want to talk about. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Um, No. I'm happy. I'm always happy. (laughs) You've got a gig this week. Yes, I'm playing at Jump Cut Cafe in Studio City. Formerly the, what was it called before that? Yeah. Um, it's at 13203 Ventura Boulevard between Woodman and Coldwater. And uh, I go on around quarter to nine, nine-ish. Gary Corman, who's been a guest on the show. Gary, plays, man. Plays at 8.30, I play at nine, and that's the best I can do. And uh, it's going to be fun. Gary's like, I always tease Gary, so he's like a hit man, man. I've got a little travel. That's right. And I, I don't know how many shows I've shown up, and uh, you look at the band, and it's hey, Gary Corman. He's playing with these guys. And then next week, he's playing with somebody else. Or even here. <laughs> he even up. here, he's showing up for <laughs> different incarnations. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's like, you know, back, back in the, what is that, uh, Soldier of Fortune. And, 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 and he has taught to teach school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a great guy. He is a great guy. We love, we love Gary. So he's going to be there. You're going to be there. Who else? It's a, it's a full, uh, full show. Then, yeah, right? actually, a couple of my students in my songwriting class, Jack Thorne and Mark Brainerd are playing sets, and uh, Brian Chan, who runs the night, uh, is a blues guitar player, he's great, he's playing, and uh, I don't know anyone else, but mm-hmm. 6 and 6.30 people are running. Oh, cool. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little venue, uh, you get there early, because it gets, no kind of, gets kind of tight in there, but uh, it's it's a good little venue, and uh, uh Get up enough close and personal with the artists, and so I enjoyed it. I've been there a couple times. So. Oh, let me let me tell people where they can get the book and the record. Absolutely. So you can get the the book on Amazon or Audible.com. Mark Platt, M A R C P L A T T. So you want to be a rock and roll star? That's the book. It's on song lyrics. It's a how-to book, and uh, the record is called Politics of Pop. Mark Platt Palto, and you can get me on Facebook. There's a Facebook page just for the record. And I believe and we link to it on the site. In advance. Oh. And you can download it right then and there. So that's a pretty good deal. You just go to Politics of Pop, Mark Platt, and on Facebook, and you can actually, you'll see the links to, if you want to order the record, there's samples, you can listen to the full three songs on there. So that's cool. Very nice. Thanks for letting me plug you in. Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, you, you, we, you talked about, you're already working on new stuff. Uh, I think you've played a couple of things that from the from some other projects you got. But what's the new album kind of you're working on? I know you're here to put pl- 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 two songs I just played. You were going to be on the next record. Going to be on the next record. I'm going to play another one on the next. 
Yeah. I don't want to play anything live from Politics of Pop because you're already playing it. <laughs> right? Yes, and we, we played so a couple of why not give, peop- give the people what, what they, they want? want? Exactly. They don't want to hear <laughs> February news. They want to hear next February. <laughs> right. 2015. All right, here's a song that I actually, I hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it. I actually wrote this for Maroon 5. We sent it over to them, and they passed it. Yeah, we're doing something different. So they liked it, and it's kind of a little different for me. It's called Selling Crazy. All right. You ever been with a girl who's selling crazy in the bed? Oh, man, I, I, I've been with women who own That's crazy. his type. <laughs> okay. Swoop's type right there. You like this. <laughs> selling crazy. You're selling crazy, but I just don't care.
Absolutely. Uh, well, couple quick more, more questions before we wrap things up. Um, you, we've talked about this before. You write so many songs, and you know, as a as a songwriter, um, uh, you know, everybody has their different ways of working and stuff, and you teach and stuff. But do you get up and write songs every day? I mean, do you write daily? Dude, I don't even pick up the guitar every day. I I write if I if I'm inspired to let's say if I come up with an idea for like a jingle, I'll get up and zip that puppy out in like an hour and a half. I have my own little recording setup and ding ding ding. I've I've taught myself how to play good enough bass, keyboards, I play mandolin, play guitar, whatever I need to do. Write it, record it all at the same time. If it's a song for me, like that, yeah. I had an opportunity through connections to actually get the song to number five. That inspired me very quickly <laughs> to write the song. And I actually sat down and listened to some Maroon 5 songs, and I said, what would be an interesting message for Adam Levine to sing? How about, about a crazy chick who is crazy in the bed? And that's how I came up. And then that song was written and recorded in like three hours. Because mm-hmm. if I'm inspired, if I have an idea, I was telling you guys, you know, like about the book, and I'm working on another book. When I get inspired, man, I just like go. Yeah. It, then I'm like OCD when it comes to art and creativity. So it's like, like I, I hate to use this analogy, taking a poop. Hopefully, you're not constipated, and it just comes out nice and clean. You know, and that's how I am with my music. Yeah. And it's just like I do everything quickly. Concisely, I teach people how to write songs, so I don't have to sit there and labor too much. Like if you, I tell all my students, and it's in the book, if you know what you're writing about, writing a song is easy. It's when you have no idea what you're doing, what you're writing about, you're gonna sit there and beat your head and like, oh, the music's cool, but I don't know that. You know what I mean? What I do, it, and by the way, this is my little tip. And if you guys, you know, if you're a songwriter and you don't get the book, you're crazy. But if you, if you don't want to, to do that, I'll give you one little tip. If you come up with an idea and it stalls, put it put the idea on tape and then sit on it for a day or so. It'll come to you in the shower, the idea, the spark. What I'm, what are you writing about? Oh, that's what I'm writing about. Once you know what you're writing about, you can write anything. Any genre, any whatever, you can do it. Well, that's... That- my follow-up would be because I know you work with a lot of different artists and you've, you've, worked, you've written with other people mm-hmm. you've written for other people right. and, and you've produced other people so <clears throat> that's not coming from your your point of view it's coming from their point of view uh, but you just kind of explained how you, you can still work with that way well when Lisa and Nemzo and I were writing songs together we were always saying to each other what are we writing about mm-hmm. because when you have more than one person involved it gets even easier to get off the track right and then it gets back on the track very simply once you just realize, oh, we're writing about a mother and a daughter, like their relationship. She and I wrote a song called My Mother's Daughter. By, yeah, My Mother's Daughter. I'm My Mother's Daughter. And I wrote most of that lyric, but it, and it's from the standpoint of a girl and her mother. Yeah. But relationships with parents are not that dissimilar. You just have to really know some of the nuances and you can do it. You know, Luca by... Um, yeah. Suzanne, Suzanne Vega, Vega was written, I put this in my book, by the way, I use it as an example, of the standpoint of a, of a little kid. She's a grown woman writing and singing the song from the viewpoint of a little kid who is abused. Mm-hmm. You know, they only hit you until you cry. I actually use the lyrics as an example of, of point of view. 
anyone could write a song about anything from any point of view if you put yourself in the shoes of the point of view person. <laughs> I thought she wrote it when she was seven years old. <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah. Don't you mention that? Yeah. Get the book. Very cool. You listen to Swoops on the Talk Show Radio Network. Mark, we want to thank you once again for for coming in and joining us and sharing your talents with us. It's always a good time, and I know you're gonna hang out for a little bit more and uh, get some uh, more music and uh, opinions uh, going here. You listen to Swoops on the Talk Show Radio Network. We'll take a quick break. Come back and do a little brewski beer tasting. This is one for Mark, and this is called My One True Love. Back after this. As this train left the station It's too much education for my soul You can sense my frustration Feel the desperation of lost control You're my one true love And we fall and rise above Love 
My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. My name is Mary Scholes, and you're listening to Swoop's World. I'm sorry, baby, but I tried. Sorry for telling you those lies. Sorry for messing with your mind. It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And, uh, you know, thanks to Mark Platt for, for showing up and performing for us. We love that. Uh, we especially love uh, Swoops World exclusives. We love that a lot. Uh, tonight... For our beer, we uh, we're having we're going back to uh, it's uh, Oscar Blues Brewery. We've had these guys before. I believe we had the old Dayon. I forget which exactly, but we definitely have had one of their others. And uh, <clears throat> here's what they have to say about their own brew: this draw jaw dropping Scottish ale, strong ale, eight percent alcohol, is brewed with bodacious amounts of malted barley and specialty grains. And a dash of beechwood smoked malt. Well, bodacious always preceded tatas. Oh, I know. <laughs> or asses. <laughs> One or the other. Old Chub features semi-sweet flavors of coca and coffee and a wee bit of smoke. A head-turning treat for malt heads and folks who think they don't dig dark beer. Uh, so that's what they have to say about it. Um, these are one of those odd... Odd people that are producing beer and canning it. You don't see a lot of that in the microbrew uh, uh, days that we're in here. So, um, but you know, there's a certain convenience in that. Uh, like when you're camping or you're on the certain beaches that allow a, a canned <laughs> beverage, uh, which isn't anywhere here in LA, but uh, in other counties and uh, other yeah. parts of the state, and certainly other states. Uh, that is permissible. So, uh, anyhow. Depending on how you grip it, it might look like a 7-Up. Totally. <laughs> you could, you know what? If you, guy shows up and says, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking a root beer. <laughs> you like probably <laughs> could get by with that. I mean, he'd really have to be wanting to bust your chops to, 
to inquire to much further. further exactly. So uh, kudos to these guys. They're, they're helping you out in the camouflage department. So uh, there you go. That's as much as we know. Uh, Mr. T-Bone's not here. I use Mr. Very loosely. <laughs> uh, so uh, there you go. So we're drinking Old Chubb Scotch Ale from Oscar Brewery. Salute. And uh, best of luck to, to Mark Platt. I'm tweeting you guys out right now. Nice. Picture of you guys. Peter, I think you're up first tonight. All right. Well, that works. Uh, you know, I love pretty much just about every style of beer. I can find something I, I love. Uh, there are some I love more than others. Um, but generally speaking, the moment you tell me you put uh, smoke barley into my beer <laughs> i'm not happy i love i love my i love my whiskey i love my my scotch that has smoked uh you know malt in there but i gotta say this uh is a very pleasant surprise because the moment i heard as i said a, a wee bit of smoke i was like ah, i'm not gonna like this one uh they they mean a wee bit it just just the tiniest tiniest bit it's way way back in the background the way it should be for a beer i mean your scotch should have smoke your beer should not and uh this one works for me i'm liking it it's not my most favorite beer but um eight percent alcohol gotta love that uh if i was going to be you know a little picky about it uh as we've talked about many times we are hop heads here we love the hoppy multi yes. um my favorite beer is arrogant bastard which is hoppy and multi and your nickname actually i uh, <laughs> on more than one occasion uh this beer's nowhere near that hoppy it's much more malty it's almost sweet and that would so that would be my my one complaint not i would this beer if it had some serious hops would just be Good. spectacular. That all being said, they didn't lie to you. And as we've talked about many times, when, when you pick up a beer, you want to know what you're getting. Yeah. Very, I think, very well accurate, uh, uh, described accurately. Uh, you know, you're not going to get that hoppy beer. You're going to get a, a nice blend of stuff. And I like this. This is a, a bit sweet because it doesn't have the hops. But a very well-made beer. Uh, I'm agree. I like it a lot. Uh, the one thing about it is, is for me, the sweetness hit me first. Yeah. And you know, if it had been about you know second or third note, <laughs> yeah. better. Um, but once I get past that, it, 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 it is a good beer. Um, do we like you said? We like hoppier beers. Um, but this is a, is a really decent tasting beer. Um, you don't have the smokiness like. You mentioned yeah, way yeah. back there. I wish they'd have moved the sweetness back a little bit. Yeah. Because if I'm going to falter for anything, to me, it's just a little bit too sweet. But other than that, I think it's uh, it's well made. It tastes good. Um, like I said, if you just back up the sweetness a little bit, add a little more hops, it'd be right up where we normally would just yeah. drool after. But uh, good beer. Yeah. And uh, so I know you're going to ask me next, like what we would pair this with. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a number first. Oh, a number. Um. You know, Scottish strong ale. This is like so. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a Category, rating. Category wise, they're spot on. So I'm gonna give them that. Uh, like if they had told me I'm gonna be drinking an IPA, these guys would be getting a three. <laughs> but they told me I'm gonna get a Scottish strong ale. Have a Scottish IPA uh, and a Scottish strong ale. Uh, this is smack dab in that wheelhouse of what that should taste like. I'm giving this a solid seven. Well, we 
you know, we could, uh, we could. You, are you quick enough to jump in and give us a number? And a, it's in a, a can, and man. A, a, That's his favorite. <laughs> you old chub? Yeah. Old oh, chub. <laughs> I don't like an old chub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> nothing, nothing better in the morning. So, uh, we've, we've given our descriptions. We've given our descriptions, uh, and I gave a number, which I won't divulge. But this is a jaw-dropping Scottish strong ale. As they describe it's like Sputnik! <laughs> <laughs> it's not, however, like an orange on a toothpick. So, uh, give us your thoughts here, brother. You know, the very first time I had this, it was at the Tilted Kilt. Ah. In a can or on tap? It was on tap. Okay. First one I had it was on tap at the uh, the place with the iPads. Stacked. Oh, stacked. Right. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed it then. That was when I discovered Oscar Blues and uh, actually went ahead and visited the brewery out there in Colorado a couple years ago. Nice. On, on the, our beer odyssey that we took. And that, that was a very cool place. Uh, they have a lot of good beers. Uh, this is really outside of their... Their style profile. They're they're very. They're, they seem much more into the pale ales and IPAs, right? Um, you know, which is kind of the thing lately, anyway. So, uh, but I, I like this one as far as what they do uh, uh, compared to a couple other Scotch ales I've had, like the uh, what is it, the the Wee Heavy, I think. Yeah. At, at Beechwood. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I like this one. It's it it doesn't have quite the same. Um, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, man. I'm going to throw a seven and a half out there. All right. And you gave it a seven? I give it a seven. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a solid seven. I rated it with, like, they told me I'm getting a Scotch Strong Ale, so this is what I expected. If if they told me I'm getting an IPA, this has got a three. But um, I knew what I was getting, and I thought it totally was right in the wheelhouse. I gave it a seven. Two sevens and a seven and a half, really? Thank you, 1.5. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Peter, what are we eating with Details this? Details don't really matter. Well, this is, uh, as we talked about often, uh, some beers are, are standalone, and some beers do better with, and this is definitely a better with. Uh, because of that sweetness, uh, it allows you to put it with other flavors that are sharper or heavier, and uh, this is definitely one of those beers that uh, could go with a range of things. I could see you, you like serving this with... You know, you do some sort of a really sharp garlic uh, uh, Caesar type of deal, or even um, you know, you could do you could even serve this with uh, smoked salmon and uh, with some sort of like a dill sauce, you know, like a pastor d'oeuvre sort of deal. Um, so this is one of those that has because it's not too overwhelming on the hops. Uh, and it's not too sweet, and it's not too smoky. This is a whole range of things. I could also see this going pretty well with, uh, you know, chicken, like a, a chicken satay. Uh, see, or, for me, for me, this right up my alley for some like some kind of a, a gourmet burger with like you know, like like a smoked gouda, some a burger with not the traditional stuff. Yeah, yeah, know? with like a like a burger, black and blue sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of I stuff, can yeah. totally go that way too. So it's a very versatile. If you're trying to pair with food, this one is not so tough to go. You could, uh, you could do this range, and at the, you know, you could almost this could go with your cheese platter if you've got the right cheeses. Uh, think, uh, 
triple cream breeze uh, gorgonzola with, uh, you know, some sort of a neutral uh, cracker. Yeah. Uh, this this could go that way, too. So uh, it's a nice beer that way in that it, it probably is more versatile than, than those big hoppy beers that we normally like uh, for food yeah. in that way. So there you have it. From uh, Angela Matson and uh, Tara Remington, who are out in the middle Pacific, uh, out in the middle Pacific, heading towards Hawaii. Left here uh, from Long Beach about two and a half months ago, I believe. Is that about right? Something like that. Two months for sure. Yeah. They were originally scheduled to leave on the 20th. Yeah. They pushed it back a few days. A few days, yeah. So, yeah. They're like a month. Yeah. yeah, they're still out there, man, rocking and rolling. So uh, hopefully they get a chance to. And they're in. they're closer to to Hawaii than they are yeah, to, to California, they are which because we missed last week. Uh, the last time we talked to them, we we're like, you guys are about halfway, but there are definitely I, uh, more than halfway. I checked, at sweet spot. Yeah. At one yeah. point today, I checked in and uh, they were at five point six miles per hour. Woo-hoo. So I don't know if they caught a swell or what, but they were cooking. They're cooking. <laughs> they're definitely, they're moving quick. So it's. it's so good to see. Hopefully we'll get a chance to chat with them. Uh, Anthony Davis will be talking to him about uh, 9.35. And, of course, T-Bone's time out. And Mark, uh, Mark is uh, hanging out to uh, chat some NFL stuff with uh, T-Bone and such. So we'll get that going on. T-Bone, how's your week been, man? Uh, busy. Yeah. Kind of a whirlwind. <laughs> uh, I have all the boxes unpacked. Mm. Look at you, uh, Mr. Uh, Ambitious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Most people wait six months for that. I think he was told not to. Uh, <laughs> you, you weren't given that option? I threw a lot. She's the only one who hasn't unpacked. Uh, <laughs> hey, I threw a lot of shit away, though. So. <laughs> I mean, I actually got billed for a special dump uh, special <laughs> by my previous apartment because I filled up an entire dumpster by myself. Well, you know the mistake you made. You put it in your own dumpster. You should put it in the the, the building behind you. You should was, put it in their dumpster. I was putting it out in the corner. Of the Ask Swoop. He knows all about that. Taken, and she said, "You have to put in dumpster." <laughs> that's what happens. You said I did, but that's not my shit. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I talked to her a couple days later. You didn't put anything out there with your name on it. And there were three apartments moving out. That uh, like she said, "Well, I have to charge you." And I said, "Well." You get charged everybody. You split it between the three. And she's like, "Oh, that were both one bedroom apartments. Yours were three bedroom. We'll charge you." And I'm like, "Whatever, fifty dollars. Just send me some deposit money back eventually. <laughs> you know, Good luck he on just, that." Uh, he just vacated his apartment. And, uh, no, she's she's gonna pay me like a lot of deposit money, man. Like, I'm, I'm baffled. Yeah. She's nice. Just uh, she's only taking out money for the the cleaning fee, the hundred dollars or whatever, and. Two hundred dollars to repaint because we painted stuff a dark color. And I was like, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Just all paint. Whatever. I'm not gonna paint that shit back. Longish. For parts of seven years. Wow. 
first time on the train. Yeah, you know. That's a weird mix. Yeah. I'm not rushing anything. I would like it. would never be accused of that. That made by my mother. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, hopefully, uh, Ann's going to be calling in and, and, uh, real soon. If not, we'll be back, and we'll be talking to AD pretty soon. This is uh, International Nova, man- Mansions and Audemars. Back after this. This is a guided meditation on parenting. 
take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that piñata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is James Eday from the Dub Rock Duo. Just wanted to let you know that you're listening to Swoop's World. Audible.com. Well, bills to pay. we got bills to pay, as we have mentioned quite a few times. Uh, if you go to the home page or any page on the Swoops World uh, site, you will find a link to Audible.com. Uh, there are over 150,000 titles, including Mark Platt's title. Um, Audible, Audible.com. Can you give a quick review? What? Quick Audible.com yeah. review. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, do, you, do you narrate? Do you read your own book for Audible? I read my own books. Yeah. Songwriting. Yeah. Kick-ass. Yeah. So anyhow, lots of great ways to go. Swoops. Uh, what are you on book six? Uh, I've lost count, but yeah. right, right around there, yeah, six, seven. Something like and that. we've talked about like when would you do this? Treadmill. Uh, you're trying to learn about songwriting. Uh, you are in the car with two kids and you need to entertain somebody and you're, you know, outside of distance of, uh, you know, like a radio station. Uh, lots of ways, places. Uh, I personally like to enjoy these. Well, um, kind of a guilty pleasure when I ride my, my bike on the longer rides as uh, does Swoop. So anyhow, lots of great opportunities, places, times to, to, to listen. If you go to the Swoop's World page, uh, you will find the link. What's it called? audibletrial.com forward slash so there you go uh, if you go that route uh, you will earn a free credit meaning your first book is free go check out Mark Platt's book so you want to be a rock real star Mark will still earn money Swoops World will still earn money but you'll get a free book check go. it out you'll anyway. know how to write songs and you'll learn how to say Audible.com. It's very... AudibleTrial.com. AudibleTrial.com. There you go. Check it out. So I'm on... I'm quit being his crutch there. I know, man. I, I count on it every week. this guy week. for a lot of years. <laughs> so right now, I've been listening to uh, Major Taylor, uh, A Forgotten Legend, by Conrad Kieber and Terry Kieber. Uh, it's about a cyclist, a black cyclist, who, uh, as they said, was the most uh, well-known athlete in the world back in the late 1800s. Uh, you know, through all this stuff that goes, you know, uh, men are very many couldn't 
fancy hotels and stuff like that. And I don't think that was because of his popularity. Though. It was because of his popularity because he was the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tried to. I mean, they tried to outlaw. outlaw Couldn't use the same water fountains. Some racists didn't allow. Only uh, there was something written in one of the things. It was the racist you know, for whites only type mm-hmm. thing. But that being said, the the, the book, the, the story is a really good story, a really amazing story, interesting. I got. I got, but this is the first time I got. I actually have a complaint. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <coughs> editing. First of all, the guy pronounces the, the narrator, who is a very good narrator, very good reader, narrator, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's, when he's on, he is spot on. But the number of mispronounced words and names is so glaring, and, and when you're like really anal like me, it's gonna, it starts to bug you. And they didn't edit it. You know, sometimes you know you misread something, right? So he would, you know, you read it again, read it a third time, and then read it a fourth time and move on, right? Which anybody does who's reading something out loud into a microphone at times. But they should edit that out. It should not be there. I'm sure every book I've listened to has had that situation happen. You don't have to do it in one take. Is yeah. That what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Edit that crap out and just move on. Because when I hear the guy stumble, and unless he's going to continue on, and he's, he, he says it to himself, Self, I stumbled. Let me read that again. <laughs> and then he says, well, I mispronounced that. Let me read that a third time. It kind of takes away from the the story at, you know, at that point. Yeah. Time, you know, so. That's uh, odd. That was all. You want it to be seamless. Yeah. That, my only issue was, you know, the, and, like, just the mispronunciations and, and, and uh, editing of the uh, repetitiveness of some of these. I got to tell you guys, when I was doing my book, though, my voice would get so hoarse. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was singing singing on it too, like giving examples, singing lyrics or whatever from the Beatles, whatever it was. And by the time I got to some of these songs, I'm like, I sounded like Lucy. Yankee. You know, I mean, my voice was so hoarse. It took me about three, three and a half days to do to, to do the audio part of my book. Because you really get tired and hoarse and that's a lot of talking. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> could totally see that. Yeah. Hey, you guys do it every week. But it's a little different. Check something real quick here. Uh, somebody said we've been bumped off the air. Uh, I'm just gonna check. What? I don't know. Uh, Did management choose to go another direction? Uh, I seem to be able to confirm that right now. Oh, that's easy to fix. No one's hearing our witty banter. Yeah, man. And I think we're back live, man. Ah, a little internet oh, internet problem there. Back live and. Uh, Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got it? Uh, hey, hey! Welcome back. Hello. Hello. We're going to talk Star Radio Network, and we're back live. Ooh. T-Bone. Hello. DraftKings, man. All right. So those of you who, uh, you know, if you prescribe to the on-again, off-again for seven years method, you might not be down for a whole season of <laughs> fantasy sports. DraftKings is your spot to go then. So that's the thing about DraftKings is it's fantasy sports. One day at a time. So if you are, you know, if you're 12-stepping it, or if you don't like commitment, then DraftKings is what you got to do. Because you get to pick a team, let it go for one day, and see how it works. If you win, you win. If you lose, you do another one the next day. 
And you get there by going to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings or clicking on the DraftKings banner on the right side of the page here on Swoops World because you're listening live and we totally were cluing us in that we went down for a minute there. Thank you. Uh, go you there. went down. Always do. I'm yourself. <laughs> we didn't go down. Uh, I've still got all my ribs and I'm not very flexible. So. <laughs> it's, never, it's always been a dream of mine. This is we shit, man. <laughs> um... But if you go to if you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you can enter into a free uh, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway, and they give away a lot of money. Most of them you got to pay money to get into those, but this one you go for free, and uh, it's worth a try, man. That's all I can tell you. That's if, all you got. You, what, what else can I say? There's <laughs> non-committal out there, so I'm going to give them a taste of their own medicine. Uh, it, I, they've got you know the big American sports. I'm sure they had some World Cup stuff going as well, but I uh, wasn't the best time for me to get into that. They I'm trying flopping squad for that. I'm sure that there was a, a fantasy flopping. Well, they did try. There to must be. We must have been out for a little bit. So no, they just tried to call just now. Yeah, check it out though. It's swoopsworld.com/slash/draftkings or the banner ad on the right side of the page. It's good. To hey, this is Angela. Um, I just called because uh, it's 921. Anyway, um, I will call back in two. All right, thanks. Bye. Uh, that was two minutes ago, <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> she must have called when we uh, we, we, we got bumped off the air there. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll try to get them again, back again. Uh, I hate when that happens. You got to watch this thing. It doesn't click in anymore. You know, I got to get a new one because it pulls out for some ungodly reason. Anyway, DraftKings is in. For all your fitness needs, check out our good friend at uh, Jack Nutt over at Rowworks, R O W R X dot com. He will uh, get you in shape if you need personal training or you know whatever type of fitness needs you have. They can take care of it right there. He's got indoor rowing, uh, boot camp, personal training, much much more, as well as uh, specific training for uh, triathletes. Located at 5750 Bolthouse Lane. You give them a call at 562-688-1716. Let them know the swoop store sent you your first week is free. Uh, looks like we missed Angela and uh, Tara because somehow we got bumped off the air. But uh, we'll be getting, uh, hopefully they'll call back again and we'll try to get them on. If not, we'll talk to AD here in a few minutes. Oh, God. So, Timon, you were, uh, you, we were talking off the air. You did the old uh, 4th of July Parade thing. Yeah, checked out uh, checked out the Huntington Beach Fourth of July parade. Uh, that was that was cool. They had some some World War II vets cruising down Main Street there in old timey looking war vehicles. Uh, you know they had marching bands. There was a lot of. It seemed like all the out of towners were from Minnesota this year. There was like four <laughs> high school marching bands from the state of Minnesota. Some much better than others. I felt really bad for the one group, especially their twirling girls because they were just having a rough go of it. I don't know if they were expecting more humidity to hold their batons up in the air longer or what, but uh, they, they were having trouble. But the other, uh, you know, the performers were good. It, like we were talking about it, it was, it had that, like, small town, old-timey parade feel. I don't, I've, I've been back to the, the town in Iowa where my grandpa grew up where the old family farm still is to this day and been to parades there and those are much smaller granted until our family takes all the antique tractors out triple the size of the parade but uh it had that feel about it you know so it was cool and then ended up at some random house party 
is always good. Drinking somebody else's booze, eating somebody else's food. That's a and plus. beating somebody else at ping pong on their own table. And That's a trifecta right yeah, there. Yeah, it was a great little... Great their little food, their booze, <laughs> and you beat them yeah. at ping pong. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> it's a trifecta for sure. And you know, I told you guys I got back like right as the fireworks were ending. Got back down to the beach right as they were ending here in Long Beach. But that was the official fireworks show. And the crap that these people shoot off down on the sand, <laughs> that is entertaining as hell. And there was this drum circle that was just going nuts. I don't know what kind of drugs these people were on, because they were not just smoking weed in this drum circle. <laughs> they the fuck up. I mean, it was impressive. And shooting off firecrackers, running over Roman candles, the whole shebang. It was fun. <laughs> running over them? Yeah, yeah. They were just running, jumping over the top. That's of them some crazy stuff off. there, yeah. man. These people were having a great time. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that show by itself, it was, it was totally worth it. I'm glad we got back in time for that. So. Cool. We're going to give AD a call real quick and see uh, if we can get through to him. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the show. On our line now, we have Anthony Davis, also known as a Notre Dame killer, a five-time NCAA champion uh, in the CFL, NFL, you name it. He's played them all, USFL. How you doing, man? Doing okay. It's always Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> always great to have you on the show and uh, talk a little bit of sports. <laughs> what? Uh, first of all, man, it's been a week. It's been about two weeks, man. How, how have you been? I've been doing good. I've just been getting ready for this uh, fantasy draft uh, with the tilt to tilt. I've been checking some things out, talking to the management, you know, and uh, just following all this LeBron James stuff. I wish they'd stop talking about it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure the, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the man, I'm sure the man is tired of. Uh, People are talking about his business out publicly like that. Absolutely. Hey, hang on just a second, AD. We're going to bring in another call, and we're going to put you all together, and we're going to, we're going to chat up here a minute. We missed. We got bumped off the air, so we missed uh, Angela and Tara when they called in, but we, we want to keep you all on the, here together and chat with everybody real quick, and then we'll get back to the sports. Angela, uh, is that you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm here. I'm just fabulous. Great. You're here live with Anthony Davis, a former NFL star. He's online with us. Uh, we had, we got bumped off the air when you were trying to call earlier, and we, we got back on. So uh, we're happy to have you both on. AD, Angela, and uh, Tara uh, left uh, Long Beach uh, about a month or so ago uh, in a rowboat, an ocean rowing boat, and they're headed to Hawaii, and they're, they're closing in on Hawaii. Well, let me tell you something to you ladies. You, you know, water and black guys don't get along. That's like <laughs> Kryptonite to Superman. My brothers don't like water. But, I mean, you you, you got me beat. <laughs> but great. That's great. That's a great thing you're doing. If you can go to Hawaii like that, man, my hat is off to you. Oh, thank you. Angela, talk to us a little bit. We, 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 we had to cancel the show last week, so it's been two weeks since we talked to you. Tell us a little bit about what's been going on and, and how things have been going out there for you. Well, let's see. We've been rowing, and we've been eating, we've been sleeping, we've been bucketing, <laughs> we've been throwing jumps at each other. Um, let's see, we've been surfing waves, a lot of wave surfing going on. Waves have been uh, pretty massive today. We've had 20 knot winds, and it's generated some, some pretty good swell. So, a lot of boat surfing. I've been playing surf or no surf. So, it's like, 
and it depends on what Tara is doing, whether I'll surf a wave or not. So, and it's kind of funny to make her spill her food on herself. And, yeah, we, you know, we, when she's sitting on the bus trying to catch a wave. We saw at one point today you were you were uh, about five point seven miles an hour. So, uh, I, I take it you were on a wave at that point. Yeah, that could be. That could be, you know, pulling the hair out, screaming on fire, just screaming down the face of a 20-foot wave with this little boat. That could have been. What, uh, been us. What, what's, what's your time frame look like now? You, you guys are closing in. We look at the map here. You're way closer to Hawaii than you are to the uh, to the uh, California coast. Uh, what, what's the time frame looking like? It's looking like, uh, well, some people say July 19th, some say the 20th. It really depends on, on what the conditions. We could get stuck out here and not make it. Obviously, there's some hurricanes, you know, that are threatening to, to kind of impede our progress. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's supposed to be like July 19th. So, when we started like really hammering it down and we got to like uh, triple digits, when we got under a thousand miles to go, we started really focusing and, and really working on trying to put like at least 70 miles per day to it. And uh, we've been doing, we've been doing really good. Um, yeah, we've been doing uh, averaging around 71 in the last few days. So um, it really depends on the, the conditions that we get. The wind could stop and it could fog and we could slow down to, you know, 60 days again. And hopefully not go backwards like we did in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you don't, want, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I, don't think the trade I think the trade winds will keep us going. I don't think they'll stop us, but it, it might slow down. It could slow down or it could speed up. You never know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I had some Dorado in the boat. I actually thought about getting out my fishing gear and... Instead, I think we threw some Oreos at them. <laughs> so you're still you're still seeing a lot of uh, still seeing a lot of wildlife out there, huh? Not a lot. I mean, we see birds. We see birds and uh, and then started seeing fish around the boat. Um, but you know, it's, it's really choppy. There's like a lot of wind, a lot of white caps, and it's really all we've seen is is pretty much. Ocean and birds and each other. <laughs> and you're still and you're still and you're still talking to each other, so that's a good thing. I'm more courage than me. Hey, Dennis, I'm one of, one of the things you'd be out there doing. Hey, let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't know. I might be laying flat on my stomach, and the sun might be killing me. And the only thing else I would try to do is probably looking for some halibut. But that'll be it, because if a shark will come, he'll take all my food. <laughs> but, man, you ladies, I tell you, you ladies, I'm telling you, you ladies got it going. I mean, for you to, the courage that you have to have to go in that ocean, you look at them white caps in the middle of nowhere, and all you see is water, that's amazing. And that's all we see is like the words a thousand miles from land in any direction just under our own human power. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So this is like a tribute road to, to honor veterans and, and our guys go on deployment. Oh, flying fish! Flying fish encounter! Is it a big one? That's it. <laughs> 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 
Oh, damn it, it's in the build. You guys just got to be with us for a flying fish shit. <laughs> she got the snack down. Oh my gosh. Did Tara get hit? Yeah, she got hit. She took one. Uh, are they the, the flying fish? Are they most? I mean, uh, you, I know you see stuff and everything, but you, and at night you can't see, so you get hit. But is that most of the encounters with the flying fish after dark? Oh yeah, we've had lots of encounters with flying fish. Every watch change, I seem to pick up about ten or twelve dead ones on the deck and throw them back in. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm sure there's a smelly thing somewhere where I've missed one where it's got washed into a little corner or crevice. <laughs> You'll know in a day or two. <laughs> yeah, I'll know it. We had a big wave today, knocked Tara off the seat. Knocked her completely off the seat. And then uh, it was just after we had changed, so the hatch door was open, we ended up cleaning up a lot of water out of the cabin because we had flooded it and our bedding's a little wet. But yeah, it's. Uh, Amazing, you know. But yeah, like what I was saying, though, is before the flying fish, a deployment. Like this is what our guys do when they get sent over to go someplace or on deployment. They they leave their family for a long period of time and they're out doing something that's dangerous and they don't know going to be. And and then you know, and then they get the nice homecoming when they when they get to come home if they get to come home. Yeah. So it's kind of like a military deployment, and and this whole thing is to honor vets. And, and I've got somebody working on actually um, the possibility that they're actually going to let me go into Pearl Harbor nice. when I get there. Nice. So, yeah, I'm hoping they do. That would be, be kind of cool. Yeah. Angela, we were just, Peter and I were just looking at the map, and you, got, you guys have made an incredible amount of progress over the last week or two. Uh, and I know that you know the, the wind and the, the waves are currently helping you. What was that? How much are you going to have to work against the current as you get closer to Hawaii to where you, you have to actually get into your harbor there? Because I mean, right now the, the, the wind is... Uh, so what, what, what he asked you is, uh, as, as you, uh, because you've been working so hard the last few weeks and, and picking up uh, different currents and, and traveling in, do you have to do, make any adjustments as you approach Hawaii? To, to, to get you into the harbor where you need to be? Um, well, we, we're pretty much, we're still quite a ways away, so we're, we're, we're trying to dial in a little south and get to some uh, helpful currents. There's a current that runs east to west, and we're trying to dial in a little more south, so we've got the northeasterly wind and get down a little more south so we can try to use those currents speed and speed us up even more. Um, and it's like basically just aim for the island and don't miss. Pointing towards that you know, uh, that mountain right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly we'll be able to see it from from quite a ways out. You can usually see an island from about fifty miles out, so fifty sixty miles out, and I think we'll see the top of. Uh, um, Oahu was set back even further, so we'll see the top of what, Molokai? 
I think, the Molokai Channel and then the other island before uh, the big island of Hawaii. We'll be able to see those um, maybe within 70, 70 miles if the visibility is good. So if we don't see any islands, then we're, you know, then we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, then you're, then you're in trouble. <laughs> well, hey, Angela, we, we want to thank you for calling in, and we sorry we missed because you. Because I'm out of coffee. Earlier, and uh, sorry we missed you last week, but uh, we, we really appreciate you calling in and, and checking in with us each week and, and letting us know how it's going along. We follow you on, on the map, and... Uh, and you guys are you're, you're almost there, so it's, it's keep keep on doing it. And, uh, and like it's a great cause, you know, the tribute row for the uh, for the military. And uh, yeah, we're so uh, proud to know you and, and, and see your accomplishments and for you and Tom. Thanks, thanks, and uh, thanks for you know letting me chat with Anthony there. I've never been on or been on the phone, I guess, when he's been on. Yeah, fun. <laughs> well, it's always the first time. And it could be the last time, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Then the courage you had to go across that ocean, because I'd be really upset that the shark took my took my food. <laughs> I tell you, I, I think I'm worried about the shark. You becoming food because. Well, I just want. Hopefully, we get a chance to chat with you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Take care. Me too. Cheers. It's Angela Matson and, uh, and Tara Remington, and they're they're somewhere out in the middle of the uh, Pacific. So uh, you get a chance to uh, man, that is, check them out. Man, drawoflife uh, com. What do you think about that, Ad? Hey, let me tell you something. That is crazy. In no way in the world. I mean, let me tell you something. You wouldn't catch me out in the middle of a, of a swimming pool, let alone the ocean. <laughs> I mean, you know, because you know how it is, man. Water to a brother's like kryptonite to Superman. I mean, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, for these women to get up there, and it's two of them going to go, how their food supply? What kind of water they have? They have enough food supply. If they go off course, you know, they, they, have, can, they can be in trouble. They have, uh, they have a ton of, uh, like, freeze-dried food and stuff yeah. of that nature. And, um uh, they were they were well equipped, well equipped, and uh, they they've done uh, they've been out there for what do we figure out there, uh, Timon? Yeah, yeah, about about six weeks now, about six or seven weeks, and they still have about a week or so to go at, at the at the current pace. If that's if they don't run into anything pushing them back the wrong way and whatnot, so. Man, that is amazing. That's amazing. That's a, that is that's extreme patience. And, you know, you, you know, you're really dealing with the elements when you're out there. I mean, and you're at the mercy of that ocean. That ocean can swallow you up, that ocean can swallow you up any, any time, any minute. It doesn't matter. You do not mess with Mother Nature, and, and, they're, and they're out there. I mean, that's amazing. Most people wouldn't do that. No, they, uh, they got smacked by a flying fish as we were speaking. <laughs> oh, is that right? Let me tell you something, man. They're out, there, they're out there on that little boat or whatever they're on. It's a little boat. <laughs> And let me and and, and, and and let me tell you something, man. Most people won't get on a ship, let alone that. <laughs> Shit, I had a woman. I, I had a I had a former girlfriend ask me, "You want to take a cruise?" I mean, I don't get in no water. I don't get in water. <laughs> the only way, the only water I get in is the shower and the tub. That is it. That's it. <laughs> you know, I don't even go out to Santa Monica Beach with my feet in the water. <laughs> 
Well, let's 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 get a, let's get a little touch of that sports here. Let's, let's let's hit a few things. You been uh, you been following the World Cup at all? It's really amazing. I was I saw what Germany did, boy. It's unbelievable. Seven one. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And a lot of people, and a lot of people expect the team. But you know something, you know maybe because I don't know the game or understand the game, it just it seemed like to me everybody was close. It was just who had the lucky shot. That's how. But but according to the soccer experts, that there's some more quality people and teams than they're out there. And I don't see it. I just see all guys can run all day, can kick the ball. And I can't tell the difference from from a superstar to a regular guy. Won't you guys to explain that to me? I don't even know. It just seems like if you're in the right position, you got the right angle, you can kick the ball and you score. But they claim the system. But then you see the guy who's got the right position, he's got the right angle, then kicks the ball and misses the goal completely. He plays for the U.S. I mean, they do. But that's what what I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand how they call certain certain people superstar and certain people not. Is it because he can run fast with the ball? Does he have a better footwork with dribbling the ball down the field? What is it? I don't know. Is it. Ronaldo was a great player. He didn't do anything in the whole. This is my name's Mark, by the way. He didn't do anything until the end of the U.S. game when he set, uh, he got the assist on the goal that tied the game, but he he just had a knack for being in the right place at the right time and getting the ball to the right guy. All right. Is that what it is, being in the right place at the right time, or is, 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 is it that some people are more clutch in the game of golf, I mean, golf, yeah. golf, game of soccer, or, or it just they have that natural yes, knack to be in the right it's, position? It's like any other sport, A.D. There's some guys out there that are just consistently good. Mm-hmm. They consistently do what they, yeah, what they need to do, uh, you know, no matter what <coughs> season they're playing in, what team they're playing on, what, what tournament it's in. And even the, even the greatest players don't always have a, a, you know, it's like a guy who who should have a great Super Bowl that shows up and doesn't do anything, you know, for that 60 minutes. Right. It's the same thing. So in other words, in other words, you've had people in the World Cup who who was not expected to do it? Maybe they're going to be they're going to be the stars and superstars of the World Cup. Is that what you're saying? Well, we have that in other sports as well. Yeah, but what you have, and I wish Peter was on the line too because he, he follows this a great deal. What what happens with the World Cup? Though, the teams are picked, uh, coaches pick the teams. It's all it's almost like an all star team, but some of these coaches are picking picking team, picking guys for the future, right? They're 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 good players. Yeah, they're good good players now, but he's looking at he's looking at a future. Uh, future uh, players and whatnot, or future future World Cups and things things like that. Twenty eighteen so, is Russia. Yeah. So what you have is uh, a combination of guys who are uh, accomplished superstars right now, guys who are good players right now, and guys who are up and comers right now, all on the same team. So when you see well, then, okay, you, you, well, you made me think of this one note. What did you think about Donovan uh, Dom, Donovan not being on the on the World Cup team for the United States? That was exactly. That's insane. It would have actually shifted the balance, probably, of the team a little bit if he was on the team by the coach's thinking. But you know what? That coach is a good coach, but yeah, everybody questioned that move. Well, what you have. Yeah, he made a mistake on that. He made a mistake on that one, I believe. It's not only the best U.S. player was not on the team, but I think a lot of that has to do with personality, right? He and. 
Clinsmen don't get along. Yeah, it was, it was uh, never open. So, well, yeah. well, put it put it this way: they paid the price for Donovan not being on the team. That's my opinion. Well, they had Donovan not on the team, and then they had uh, Altador. Altador got hurt. The, 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 the other guy who was uh, very crucial to the team. Hey, so. by the way, AD, I'm totally with you on that one because in in the end, the U.S. was one, one and two. I mean, yes, right. everyone was excited about it, but come on. One win, one tie, two losses, and everyone said, oh, this is one of the great U.S. performances. Well, maybe, but that, that ain't good. Well, you, you get those kinds of, you get those kinds of uh, statistics out of soccer anyway, right? Yeah. yeah guys, Does anyone here think that was a great performance? No, I watched US? every one of their games. Better than the last one, though. Yeah, it was way better okay. than the last one. Yeah, but it's all relative. They played, they played well. I mean, they played well. I mean, they, they, well they, could have, they could have beat Germany. I mean, they had a chance to beat Germany. Germany, Germany toyed with them. They had a chance yeah. to. What, we, that, so that being said, they still had a chance to win that game. Germany <laughs> didn't beat them seven to one. They yeah, sure didn't beat true. them seven to one. The U.S. is better. Than <laughs> <laughs> no, the U.S. was in every game. If if it weren't for Tim Howard, they would have probably lost well, four games. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You know, Likely, Tim, Tim Howard had 15, 15, 16 saves. Uh-huh. No goal. No goalie should have to have sixteen right, exactly. sets, right? Yeah. That's the lack of defense. <laughs> For sure. Well, and look at I mean, look at the goals they gave up against Portugal. The late, both yeah. of them were t- completely avoided. Yeah, I mean, Cameron the, the, the late the goal one. was almost just perfection Ridiculous. by Portugal. Yeah. But still, the the first goal. There were so many Cameron defensive lapses, and totally. and in the Ghana game, Ghana outshot the U.S. like three to one. Yeah. I mean, he still had to make a crap load of saves in that game, mm-hmm. even though most of their shots so, weren't even So let's goal. admit it. U.S. really didn't. It wasn't a great performance. Well, any, you know what? Bud better than the last yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a tough group. Switching from I don't soccer, think it was the group of death. Talk, let's let's anyway. talk about you, before we uh, before we had to uh, split the call. You were uh, talking about uh, uh, LeBron. Well, you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at this press stuff everywhere. I mean, I look at my office, I see it all. On there. come home, I see it. I'm on radio, I hear about it. I mean, how, how many how much you gonna keep talking about LeBron moving or not moving? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, when I look at the NBA and I look at frequency today, the way it works, it's sort of low. It's somewhat to me appalling. I don't know if the listening public would agree, but what makes what makes Magic Johnson, what what makes Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell. Will Champ would make these guys great. They didn't bounce around, you know. They they swam with the team and they and they achieved at the team. Look at look look at look at Jordan. He did all his stuff with one team. Magic did all his stuff with one team. Bird did all his stuff. Hey, LeBron, stay in Miami, okay? Don't go back to Cleveland. Don't entertain L.A. Just stay in Miami. Isn't, you isn't know, that, isn't, that, isn't that the, the problem with all, all professional sports now? Uh, you very few guys. You know, first, you know, you know what they're trying to do. What, what, what makes it appalling to me is everybody's trying to manufacture a championship. That's what's exciting about the game. You, you, you work together with the people you have, make it the best. And then, if you have a core superstar of guys, then you just bring pieces in. But don't be trying to jump so and manufacture a championship. That's crazy. Like everybody, hang on, hang on a second. But isn't that the problem with all sports right now? It, it, it was a time. That guy, before I think free agency, guys before went to a team. Guys, guys went to teams and they stayed there for the majority of their career. I mean, now even I mean even Jabbar didn't play for the same team his entire sure, career. Uh, but what you have is uh, you don't have long term engagement. But for a few nowadays, you know, they're. Well, the reason why reason I'm talking about the guys like these guys, yesteryear, 
They got traded. Well, you know, uh, Will Chamberlain got traded. The Bill Jabbar got traded. But these guys are going good in the free agency and just jumping. Well, I got to put this guy here together and we'll win the championship. Right. But We're going to do this. But my point is, 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 is you don't see guys that are willing to do that so much. And what the problem is, is the teams that, the teams that have longevity as far as playing in championships, winning championships, and things like that, you're right. There's a core of people there, a couple of people there, two or three people there that stay there long term, and they keep moving. The, the, you okay. know, they mar- building the a team around them. Who has been the best team in the NBA the last two years? The last four years has been the uh, the the, uh, the Heat. No. And they've been, been the Heat. They've been in the championship I, four I, years in I a just, row. No, I completely, <laughs> I a hundred. But the Buck, but the seat, the seat. Can I make my case? I completely disagree. They're not. They're in a <laughs> shitty Eastern Division with no competition. Every team except for three or four teams is under 500. The West is way better. The Spurs have been the best team in the league for two years. Should have won the championship. No, last I, don't, year. I don't want to hear shoulda, woulda. Come on. They didn't win the championship. I know, last but year. come on. The but guy... no, no, you know what? Here's the thing. If you're going to talk about this, this, this conference sucks. Then you should go there and beat the champion of that but, conference. But, but if West, you lose to that champion of that conference, you're not the best team in the on, league. Dude, the Spurs over a seven game yeah, period. I think the, the Heat would have been a middling team in the West. Seriously, well, they even beat, with those guys. But they come on, Indiana. Wait, wait, let me get this right. Let me get this right. They would have been an average team in the West. Yes. Yet they beat the top team out of the yeah. West. Yeah. I, yes. I have to disagree with you on that one. Yeah. AD, your, thought, your, your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, they, they lost this year, but they, they got, but they but won man, four you years know. in a fucking row. There's only a few the teams. There's only a few better. teams that have, have have accomplished that. But you, I'm going to make your point. The Spurs are a homegrown team. I, with the, and, they, they've, they've been together. They've been together for 12 years. A long time, and they are a good team that plays great together. I think the Heat were well put together for those runs, built for the playoffs. Did their thing during the year. Wade played some. We heard a lot, whatever. But the Spurs throughout the year, and, and believe me, it pains me to say that as a Lakers fan, but the Spurs were just a dominant team during the regular season. They cruised through the playoffs, and then they absolutely annihilated them. And I felt they should have won last year, but they didn't because of a bad shot. Look, man, all I'm, t- all, all I'm talking about free agency is messed up. <laughs> they lost. They lost. All I'm telling you, the free agency is made it like a vagabond league. That's all I'm saying. Right. The Spurs have been consistent. The the Spurs have been consistent. The Heat's been consistent. I mean, Indiana's gotten there, but the East is weak, and the West is is whatever you want to call it. It's it's the strongest. But I'm just saying, free agency makes it. There's no more loyalty, man, to teams. And that's what Pat Riley was talking about. That's how Dynasty is built. Okay, you're going to break up this team now? Stick there. The Spurs ain't talking like that. It's just everybody's wondering if Tim Duncan's going to retire, but he's coming back for another year. I mean, he's good. And, and, and that's what makes the Spurs so solid, is that they've been, they've been together so long. That's the way the team should be. They should think that should be the thought process of all these free agents. You're jumping around trying to manufacture something. You know what I mean? Just stay there. I mean, Pat Riley made it to the point. First of all, you're very blessed to even have Pat Riley in an organization like that. You know, the great ones. You see all the great ones. The great ones stick together. Well, and, you know, a little bit of old school. I, I, a little I, bit of old school. I, I agree with you. And I think that's I think what we've seen here is if you look at any sport and you look at any teams that have been successful in the long run, 
the one consistency thing about them is, is they have a core of people there that remain there together for long periods of time. You don't go okay, okay. Let, 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 me give, let me give you an example. You take, you're talking about James Harden with the Oklahoma Sunday. They know where they should have broke. They should have paid that guy. Right. Pay the luxury tax. Pay that guy. Keep him there. If you keep him there, they, they, they could be an NBA final. NBA final could have won it. You never know. That's but right. they broke the team up. You know, keep that guy there. He wanted to stay there to be the trio. They broke him up. And, you know, and he's over and he's trying to do something with Houston. Okay, they have a chance with Houston. But still, free agency's messed everything up. Pay the guy, pay the luxury tax to hell with it. Do what the Lakers do. But just get a good coach, Lakers. <laughs> you looking for a job, <laughs> I don't even know who they can fit. I, I really don't know who they can put in that hole because the bottom line, they just need the talent. You know, all the money went to Kobe, and, and, you know, and so I'm just saying, I don't know what you can do. You know, so if Kobe comes back with a year off and stuff, let's see what happens. But I don't think any of these other superstars are coming out to L.A. I mean, they're just not coming. Uh, let's, let's switch gears real quick, A.D. Uh, are you following this thing about uh, – uh, Mark's got the guy's name. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, this guy who's uh, – we're talking about the, the franchise – naming somebody the franchise player. And I guess different positions – uh, well, see, I, I don't agree with that. I guess he's listed as a tight end, but uh, he's he plays. They won't pay him he, 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 worth. he wants to be uh, listed as a uh, wide receiver. Uh, I guess he plays. I guess he plays kind of both ways, uh, whatever. Well, what they're saying is this: uh, that. Well, first of all, for, first of all, this is how I look at it. it. It boils down to each individual team. If if Jimmy Graham is, is that is that valuable to the New Orleans Saints. You pay the man based on what he's worth to the team. Don't pay him based on the, the position. If the man can do more than play a tight end, play the wide receiver, you pay him. Forget that scale of what, what position. You, you pay the man based on the value to your team. That's what I disagree with that. Because him at him, him, him tight end versus somebody else at tight end, I mean, what he does in, 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 his, in, his, in, his, in his scope of work is better than any tight end in the league. Pay the man what he's worth. Well, he's really Don't, more like a wide receiver. and I mean, he touches the ball. As much or more than most wide receivers. And no, 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 but Drew no, this Brees is, my point. is like he's he put his foot down with management today, saying you you guys need to you know give him you know show him some love, get him into camp now, and so they, they could make a, a shifting in the balance of how they um, determine what position players are probably worth to their teams. No, no, no. This this is what I'm saying to you. Every from team to team, every that tight end position, it, it, it fits into their team and their system differently. The way he uses the team, what he's using is a tight end, wide receiver, whatever. You understand? Yeah. What, what, what they're using, man, you pay him based on the value to the team, not because of the scale. That's all I'm saying. What he's what, what value he is to the Saints is different from the value what is tight end to the Rams. You see, they, they, Drew Brees depends on him a lot based in their offense. So you pay him accordingly. Don't pay him to what a tight end is being paid. Pay him what he's valued to the team. And for our listeners that aren't familiar with the franchise tag concept in the NFL, it's Forget a, that kind too. Of a screw job to, to top-end players. And they, keep they, they dress it up as some sort of honor that, oh, you're our franchise player this year. And what it is is a franchise they say, player we're going to pay you – we're going to pay you in the top five of any position, any player at your position right. in the league this year. And what's a, what's and a franchise tag for a wide receiver? It's twelve. It's a crap load. It's yeah. twelve million. 
Yeah. Not and, seven and, million. Yeah. Right. So you never see quarterbacks with the franchise tag anymore. They're putting it on guys that have broken out and their career is taken off, but they want to try to keep them in at least one more year at a, a level that they can afford. And that's what's going on right now with Jimmy Graham. And, and the, the tight, GM the tight end is a position that has you know lacked glory in recent years. And the Saints and some of the other offenses have found a way to reinvent Let's just make a point to Marshall Lynch. Marshall Lynch with the Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks. They pay him based on the value of the team and what they do. They run first. That's what they run first and throw second. That he that, that he makes his offense goals. They're paying him based on what he means to the Seahawks. Graham should be paid what he means to the Saints. Forget the league and the scale. Forget all of that. Forget the top five. What he means to that team. Okay, and if he so happens to be the one of the top five players in that position, okay, so be it. But you get paid based on your value to the team. That's that's how you should do it. Period. I don't get all that crap. But the, the whole franchise concept has to just disappear. Yeah, which and I think is to, totally legit. And, and according to, to Drew Brees, this guy is the second most important guy on the whole New Orleans Saints team. Well, pay him accordingly then. If the man wants ten million, get a man ten million. <laughs> You know, get a man whatever, whatever, and you can get. You need to get what you need to get because you don't know how long you're gonna last anyway. And if he's earned the right to get that money and do what he does, it means that much yeah, to the Saints. You know, pay the man. Never gonna just write a check, say, "Hey, tell us what you want, and we'll give it to you." But this whole franchise idea takes away an honest negotiation from the deal. It means right. that they've got their they're off scot free as a team to say, "Well, screw you. We're, this is what we're we're allowed to say. You get this much." And I think it's just a bad concept. You should hold out. Awful. I hope he doesn't for the sake of Saints fans and for the other players on that team. Yeah, but but, I think well, he, well he's and, and from a football perspective and me being a former football from a football perspective and me being a former player, I'm telling you the value to him the value to the Saints with him is very important. Yeah. And if Drew Brees is telling men, man, you know something, pay this man. Yeah, I need him. And Sean Payton should get involved in it too. Yeah. But you know, and the problem is he's on he's managing it. Switch gears real quick, AD. You, you, you played a lot of baseball, uh, yeah. as we know. All-Star game's coming up, I believe, in about a week. Uh, right. You know, uh, surrounding, you know, uh, not necessarily the NFL All-Star, but basketball and, and baseball All-Star, they have all these other events involved, like home run derby, slam dunk derby, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on All-Star games? What do, you, uh, what do you feel about them? How do you like the selection process? Do you like all the uh, – all the uh, Pomp and circumstance that goes along with it, or, or is it just a, a chance for guys to kind of show off for a little bit for the fans? Well, I mean, I'm, I think it's a good it's a good spectacle, but I believe baseball people internally should vote for the All Star, not the public. That's you know, it, you know, everybody should vote for, for their peers who should be in there. Right. It's a popularity contest anyway. Who looks the best? Who's this? Who's that? I mean, I know some, you know, I know some, some, some tensors like Derek Gator. Of course, he's got to be there. World Series champion, all the years, what he's meant in the league. He's been a great ambassador for the league. He's never been scarred with any kind of scandal and stuff. Well, he should be the ambassador of all baseball anyway. But is he the best shortstop in the American League this year? No, but 
No, I don't think he's the best. I, I, you know, I'm, I don't think he's the best sharp shortstop this year. I mean, he seems to me is forty years old. But you know, that's okay. He, he 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 deserved that. He earned that. Let him start and then put him on the bench. You know, that's okay. You know, I mean, he's he's earned the right to be there. I mean, nobody's no no one's had the body of work with him. And, and, and no one's had his body of work with him. He does. He's earned that. If the man had one leg with a crutch, he should be there. But the All Star game does mean something in baseball in that the you know if you win it, well if you win it, look. The Red Sox won the World Series last year. They had the home field advantage. It has made a difference, a bit of a difference in the home field advantage. I think that's a travesty. It, it makes yeah. it a travesty, but it's a reality, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying that is the reality that we live in now as part yeah. of the All-Star game. Well, I believe, you know, they can have their all-star game and stuff, but I just believe that it, everything should be picked within the peers of the players. Coaches and players and management should pick the, pick who, who should be, not the public, let them pick it, because they know who the best ball players are. You know, they play against these in any week in, week out. Let them pick the players. Okay, well, you, you, you know? what about the Hall of Fame? They should pick the Hall of Fame too, right? They could do that too. They should have a vote too. They, they should have a vote. They, they, this is the question I have based on that too uh, as we wrap things up, AD. When it comes to the, uh, you know, we're coming in the, your, your, your sport, we're coming in the collegiate football here, and the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the AP polls and all that kind of stuff, that's all uh, selected by writers. Uh, I know there's a coaches poll, but uh, shouldn't shouldn't the, uh, the, yeah, shouldn't the coaches uh, be the, the main poll on this situation? I, I agree with you. I don't think the, the, the public voting and the, and the writers voting and stuff like that really carries anything other than uh, popularity as opposed to people who actually compete against these individuals. These I, think that, I think the coaches and athletic directors should have, they should have the votes, nobody else. That's, what, that's the, what I believe. That's what the new playoff selection committee is going to look more like. Yeah. And, they, and, 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 uh, and they need a full-fledged playoff. This this playoff system's a joke, too. They need a full-fledged playoff. I know Nike I, I know, I know Nike endorses a full-fledged playoff, and they would be involved with that in a big way. They'd like to be anchor people. They want a full-fledged conference-conference playoff, not a four-thing, a full-fledged, just like every other sport. Everybody will make more money and be more excitement, and people will travel more if, if they know their team has a chance to, put, to, to win in the playoffs. Yeah, there's just dominoes that have to fall first, you know. It's, it's unfortunate. And guess what? And I, and, I predict, and I predict this. I predict down the road is it will be a full-fledged playoff. Oh, yeah. Last question, A.B. Are we gonna, are we gonna ever going to see uh, SC become tailback U again? And I don't even know. But first of all, that's what you think about tailback U. Let's see if they win. <laughs> I mean, you know, and you, and you know, you guys, you guys know how I am. I'm a, I'm a few, I'm just a total like it is, peerless type of guy for, but listen, you know, coming out of SC, my era I played in at SC, we set the standard. The 70s set the standard what SC football is about. And that's the pressure on Sarkeesian and everybody else. You've got to win to that standard. That's what SC expects. And on paper, on paper, not that I'm not an SC guy, but on paper, they got two losses already. Stanford and UCLA. Okay. And what they, and, and what they have to do, they got to come out of the box smoking. And the second game on their schedule, Stanford, up there in Palo Alto. So I'm just saying, and, 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 but unfortunately, we have a coach who is similar to Delane Kiffin. He's similar, maybe a little more flamboyant in his play calling. But I'm saying to you that that is not a run offense. It's a pass offense run second. A run or, or, or the running situation is a filler for his passing game. Whether he changes that or not, we have to wait, have to wait and see. The main thing is he's got to get back to the winning ways. 
he doesn't get back to the winning ways. SC doesn't doesn't have, doesn't like that. They're, they're, these are spoiled folks. These people are used to national titles, Rose Bowls, and being very sufficient on the football field. If you do anything like that, it's going to be major criticism. I'm just telling you like it is. Ad, tell us a little bit about what else is going on before we wrap things up. I know you got some tilt to kilt stuff coming up. Well, you know, the, the bottom, the, no, the bottom, the only thing I'm doing right now is getting ready for the football season. You know, doing my work every day, and uh, and, and, and you know, I'm about a, about a month away before I start all the autograph stuff again. Good. And we, uh, we we look forward to that. We're going to have some people come out and see you, and uh, come by and say hi, and, and make sure that uh, people know where you're going to be, and they have a chance to come out and, and meet. Well, people. first of all, you, t- you tell everybody to come out to the Tilted Kilt uh, on on the first of August, and I'll be there with the with the draft. We'll be there with all the ladies, and be there with management, and we'll be having a great time. That's August first. August 1st is it, it, the Fantasy Football Draft at the Tilted Kilt. The Tilted Kilt in Orange. In Orange. On Catella, right down the street from the Honda Center and, and uh, uh, the Angel Stadium. Absolutely. Andy, once again, I want to thank you for, for joining us tonight, and, and thanks for hanging in there as we uh, did a dual interview there with you and Angela. And uh, as always, I heard uh, that. it's always a pleasure to have you and get a chance to ch- chat with you and get your perspective. Uh, I'll play the straight, the straight scoop on what's happening in the world. That's sports. right. Stay away from that water. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good one, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Good night. This is the Swoops Talk Story Radio Network. That was Anthony Davis, uh, from former USC star, five-time national champion, as well as NFL, CFL, USFL, all the other FLs, as he says. And uh, you also had the chance to listen to Angela Davis, who's out in the middle of uh, the Pacific Ocean with uh, Tara Remington. They're headed to Hawaii. Almost there, probably another week or so before they uh, before they get there. We're gonna take a quick break. Listen to the heart pills. This is called Driver's Side Door. Back after this.
Honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Kate Pearson from the B-52s for Red. Getting drunk is your own business, but when you drive drunk, you make it everybody's business. Don't drink and drive. Be responsible, plan ahead, and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives, and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. I'm Melissa, Kelly, and Gabby. We're, We're Remy Kaga, and, and you're listening, listening to Soup's World, World Radio. You know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout.
<laughs> That's Bob. Bob Ross. Ross. No, he doesn't, man. Bob Ross is the man. I know. If I could grow fro like that, I'd be on TV. Honestly. I really would. (laughs) Well, he's dead. So (laughs) you'd be in repeats. (laughs) So is he. (laughs) It's all knockoff. It's fine. Um, Don't you talk bad about Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. I take it all back. A lot of us learn to paint. (laughs) Clearly, it didn't take with me. Still suck. <laughs> I can paint with words, but not not like. Oh, no, we'll start painting with words, like man. Scully. We're in the middle of your segment, so Are start we? painting with words. Here it goes. Beginning. Well, uh, anywho, uh, we were. Uh, I've been watching some World Cup. We talked a little bit about it uh, earlier when we had AD on the line. Uh, in the tale of two semifinals, they couldn't have been much more different. <laughs> Yesterday we had Brazil and Germany. Then we had Germany. Yeah, Brazil. <laughs> They must have gone to the wrong stadium or something. Um, this game was over in the tenth minute. You know, here's an interesting thing, though. I mean, I get you know when you watch these things, it's like the Olympics and stuff. You get that old country pride thing going and everything. And you know, I've been to a lot of teams that I, we've talked about, whatever sports teams that we diehard fans of, and all this kind of stuff. All I've ever cried when a team lost is when I was actually playing the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> they show this, and these people are bawling in the stands, man. I mean, I'll give, I'll cop the, the eight year old kid. I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah, yeah like grown ass folks, man. They're just like, whoa, boo hooing, man. What's up with that? I think if you take a look past the glitz of the World Cup or the Olympics, and you really look at how the sausage is made, I mean. This one in particular, how many thousands of people's homes were bulldozed <laughs> to clean up yeah. Rio, just yeah, Rio. Rio. Yeah. I mean, they just, and, and, and yeah, think about every every one of these countries that tries to bring in the Olympics or the World Cup, and they've got all this redevelopment, you know, all these pipe dreams of making it a better place, and they take all the riffraff folk. And just say, screw you. Go somewhere else. That don't happen just elsewhere. Really. No, it happens here, too. I know. I know. But if we ever, we got a few Olympics if we, here. If we ever get one again, it's going to happen here again. But, I mean, the chances of us getting any of that stuff at this point, no, we're not real popular in the world. Right I now, went to 84. That was fantastic. I was in the I, world. I worked in Tyre. I worked all the Olympics in 84. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, people literally lost their homes for in, in parts of Brazil to get this. And for, you know, if any of those people actually managed to somehow fall into tickets. Like, that, was, that was the compensation. Yeah. We're taking yeah. your house, here's a I ticket. Mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Viva Brazil! Oh, <laughs> shit, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be crying? Like, oh, all this, all this that I, I went through for seven <laughs> I mean, it probably makes the Wii a little bit more feasible. I really get pissed the hell off when people refer to their team as Wii. I do like, all the time. You're, you're a fan. <laughs> like, what position do you play? What number are you? What, some, what size is your TV. actual uniform? Someone on TV said that one nothing in the World Cup is like forty-two nothing in another game. So what is seven one? Oh, I can't even do that math. How many? What is that in dog years? Seven one is just a bit, just a basic ass whipping. Uh, yeah, this was not just a basic ass whipping. Yeah, I mean, whipping. this was like the third biggest defeat this in was a yeah. World Cup history. Yeah. But I mean, when you try to compare it to other sports, what is, what is it? It's like. 7-1 in soccer, was it like a 15-1 baseball game? Sort of what yeah, happened to Denver. It's No, I think this is. I think it's worse than what happened to Denver. If they, if you but it's on that order. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're trying to understand it, like, yeah. it's on that order. And that was one of the memes floating around on the interwebs over the last...
last 24 hours was Peyton Manning walking off the Super Bowl field with the confetti flying, <laughs> saying, Brazil, I know how you feel. <laughs> um, but if you lose 7-1 to one and you're a member of the Brazil team, do you, are you automatically sterilized or something? Well, well, like one, one thing I don't know Brazil. I think Brazil is one of the teams. All, of, all of the teams, all of the teams that had requirements that you abstain from oh, sex. Oh yeah, some of these teams prior to the game, they all lost. They said women none of them the made legs. it. To, none of them made it to this to this to, oh, the, really? they, to this round. Yeah, there were oh, several teams that. that prescribed. May have heard that that had happened, but <laughs> I didn't realize. Philosophy that women weak in the legs and said you're not allowed to bang. None of them made it past the. I could see that in boxing, maybe. Uh, no, but, I, heard, I heard Mike Tyson talk about that. He's like, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I can see the argument. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying I can, I can just see. Because I, I do know, I do know that if I've, I do know that if I've had to go a few days, let alone weeks or months, I might be a bit more aggressive. But soccer, but soccer no. No. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want to be relaxed. The logic you want your behind that to be, you know, even keeled. You don't want to be rising and falling with. Well, what do they say? Game. What do they say? Like the ideal moment: football, basketball, baseball, soccer. Is you want to be, you want to be relaxed, but focused, mm-hmm. right? You want to. Yeah, if you hadn't, that comes after a nut. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Said if this was, uh, I think he was saying like basically kid league. He goes, the ref would call this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mer- this yeah. was mercy. That was early. That, yeah, was, that, that was still in the no. first half. <laughs> that was like the fourth goal. <laughs> at some point, at some point, the Brazilians, it seemed, uh, were actually applauding. The Brazilian fans were actually applauding the Germans as they, they scored because they they're just like. We just we oh, gotta well, cheer something. Honestly, the team gave up after the second. When goal. they yeah. when they blew up in the first half, it, I, I gotta give them credit. They, they made the Germans made the Brazilian team look like little kids. Okay, I gotta give them credit. I gotta credit. Like that's Guys, it's a hundred thousand stadium, right? It's a hundred thousand capacity stadium. Were there any empty seats? No. no. There were no left. empty seats and after halftime. I, I looked. I purposely looked after halftime to think they got a big. They would have bailed, right? Okay, now, we watched they, the last Super Bowl, they didn't like which was a blowout. Yeah. Were there empty seats? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah there were. There was a whole yeah, bunch. The parties go to the Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're moving the party somewhere else. I give them credit. I give them credit. You're like, they showed up to support their team, and they, and stayed. they stayed to the bitter, Question. bitter. Yeah. Who the president? Good for them, but they did show up, so I give them credit for that. Well, That's I mean, they, they, they were out. They were they were they were outclassed completely. And, oh, yeah. and, would, and would, would Neymar have made a difference? Would Neymar have made? It would have made yeah. some difference. But the thing, even Marginally. with Neymar, Brazil didn't play well at all. In they the didn't play like a team. They, they won games, but yeah. they never were a dominant team. They never said, "Oh, we're the home team. We're going to come I mean, out honestly, and kick the shit out of they, people." They on got home field. a very favorable draw. They, they got a favorable they, group, and then and a they, favorable draw. They, 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 they wouldn't have gotten that far. Kicks in their first game in the knockout round. 
as we know, they would group A. They drew with Mexico. Yeah, I mean, and they never. Here's the thing: is rose up and said we are going to be a dominant force in this World Cup. Let's stop and think about this. Germany did that on several occasions, so I don't think anyone was surprised that Germany won. So right. So no, we're surprised about the number that we're Wait, wait, no, let's just stop. Let's just stop. <laughs> if Brazil had been in the group of death, as the U.S. had been, would, would they have made it out? No, I don't think so at all. They I think so. lost us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Any team in that group of death. Or Portugal. I mean. Yeah, Portugal played well. They actually did. And the U.S. lost to Germany. Yeah. One to nothing. And played well against Germany. Uh, so, I mean, Brazil got as far as they got because they had the home field. Okay. You're right. I mean, that's the way. And, and you know what? If you look back at, at, at uh, the last World Cup, that's why South Africa even advanced for the first time ever out of their own group. Because you get that little. Like, you get that little. Because that, that random those, and if you spend $11 billion. Draws, right? Yeah. If you spend $11 billion, it's not a you, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, my point is. Right. Yeah, I think you got a good point. But the other thing is, like, the World Cup is one of these deals where these guys are going to all go back to their MLS teams, their Premier League teams, their whatever. Bundesliga. Whatever the league. Where they make money. Where they make money. These guys make peanuts. Rabid fans they actually take, yeah, they actually take a pay cut. At least, at least with like Brazil and Germany and Netherlands, these guys actually take a pay cut and to play for their national team. A huge pay cut. I was listening to uh, Colin Howard this week, and he's really been breaking on ESPN Radio. Really been breaking down how the MLS is really infiltrated in the states. The Seattle Sounders sell out their games. Think about that. The Mariners are lucky if they have 5,000 people at their games. The ratings, in local ratings for soccer in these cities like Seattle. Even Galaxy. Three to four times any of the sports. And they used to have an NBA team. They outdraw, they, they're, they're, the ratings outdraw for MLS. And you know what? They don't. I don't think they even keep ratings for Univision. So the, the World Cup ratings for Univision. Somebody does. No, I don't think they're, they don't keep those numbers. But think about how through the roof the, the World Cup numbers have been on the ratings oh, yeah. without Univision counting in those those ratings. Think of the Mexican, you know, Dominican populations all over this country. I watched a lot of games on, on Univision. I watched every game, right. yeah. Right. And I wanted so to practice my I love that. That's brilliant. The MLS yeah. and, and uh, the World Cup and everything have far outshone um, any of the other major sports by a lot. I don't know about the MLS, but definitely the no, the MLS, definitely the uh, the World Cup. Well, the MLS too. In Seattle, they out they, the Mariners, Seahawks. Those people are so cracked out on caffeine; they don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talked about AD about this a few weeks ago, but bottom line is, is uh, soccer is is a viable sport here. In, here in the U.S. Absolutely. I mean, I got, I got kids. That's what makes us great as a nation. From your age. <laughs> we can support multiple sports yeah. at a high down level. To, you know, down to a high school age, and they, um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they know more about soccer. I mean, I could, my kids, I could talk to my kids uh, about football, basketball, soccer. Uh, they know more about soccer than I, I'll ever know as far as 
players and teams and uh, you know different different leagues and stuff like that. What they do, what the drop off is is baseball. You know they 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 talk baseball, but I think they know more about soccer than they do about baseball. Uh, and we, we were talking about this recently, you know. This we took away corporal punishment in school. I think what happens is, is, uh, is a lot of these kids are growing up playing, uh, playing, you know, AYSO and, uh, and things they like that. They talk about it. They talk about it that in the world, well, it's, it's, worldwide, no, it's no, 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 worldwide, yeah. we have more children, meaning people under the age of eighteen, playing soccer than any other nation in the world. Yeah, but look Unfortunately. Look the, the soccer that our kids play. Well, yeah, but. I agree with that. No, no, I agree. I agree. No, I, I totally agree. agree. My, my point, though, is that I'm, I'm not saying that necessarily by definition means you're going to be great. The point is that's a giant, giant pool. Yeah. Huh. And we cannot, as, as, you know, if you're talking from a soccer point of view, we cannot – because, I mean, I played soccer as a youth. You probably did. I never did. No, okay. I did. You probably did. <laughs> I didn't play organized, but we played in the street. Okay. Point, point, the point here being is that right now, more Americans, youth, play soccer. Some of those guys, some of those kids are going to be superstars in some sport. At some point, they say, well, soccer's what I did when I was a kid. And then they go into one of these other sports. Prime example. And they don't continue through soccer. So in theory, in theory, and again, this is theory, we could have a great soccer team, but the dollars aren't there. Here's a prime example, which you just spoke of. Uh, and, and this is not that he went to... And the organization's not, not there. not that he went to a sport where there's a lot, a lot of money involved, but there's a kid that my kid played soccer with for like the last five or six years, right? Good kid. Talented kid, decent soccer player, super fast, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he uh, played soccer and ran track in high school. He just set a state record this just this past season uh, in track uh, here in the state of California. Just got a full ride to some school in Texas. Uh, his soccer career is over with. But he played soccer all those years. He ran all those years. He played. He ran track all those years. I, I, you're, you're, what you're seeing is, is a, a combination. Uh, uh, you you, you got to hit that nail on the head. Uh, something else, else I heard earlier this week. We do have we have all these athletes here, man. And the thing is, is a lot of these countries, soccer is the sport. Right. Right. You, you play soccer and you play nothing else. Wait, wait, now before you go any further. Colombia and Costa Rica. Each one of them have <coughs> populations, not kid populations, entire populations. I think one is 3 million, one's 4 million. 3 million and 4 million. And they both made it into those later rounds. We have 40 million children. We have more children playing soccer than these people right. have. Like entire populations, we should be competing. That's not, that's not, and, I, and I have to agree. Uh, but this, it's this is what I because to, the other stuff's is, not in place. What I hate is I actually have to agree with Colin Cowherd, who I really don't like to agree with. <laughs> I have to agree with him on this. You're absolutely right. We have. But he says what we, and I agree with him on this. We have all these children. They play a variety of sports, and what you have is. Good soccer player, great football player, right? So right. then he says, 
All right, I played soccer, but now I'm moving over to football. Right. right. You're a good soccer player, great. Name your sport, right? And then they move over to that. So what we end up with is really good soccer players, but not necessarily our best athletes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So can I step in for a second? Because this totally is interesting to me. I, I heard all of them. I won't call and stuff, too. I heard all of them. Um, the interesting thing is, if you were to take our best athletes, like LeBron James and all these guys, we could have a hell of a soccer team if they had been up being soccer players. But the bottom line Soccer's is... Not built, he's not built for soccer. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... He would fuck shit athlete. up in the World Cup. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but think about... Okay, are you kidding me? But if that doesn't work, think about a guy like Colin Kaepernick. Or go back to... Uh, what's his name? Uh, dog guy. You're saying we have to pull back... Oh, yeah. Here's that guy could be a great athlete in... Problem. Pick your sport. Peter, is a problem. The infrastructure of the way everything is set up in our country is this. The best... You could be a white kid and you could be the best soccer player... But if there is a Colombian kid who's a dual citizen, and he and he wants to play on the U.S. squad internationally, they're going to take that Colombian kid. Uh, no, I bullshit. I, I bullshit. No, some sort of no, I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit on that. Said that's the rules. Those no, are the rules. No, how the rules are set no. up for the World Cup. It is how the rules are set up. But you play for the team that you think is best. And so, for instance. Right. We have a guy, we have, we have, no, listen, we have five guys playing on the U.S. That are German. Why aren't they playing for Germany? We have. Because they couldn't make that fucking team. No, 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 no. They could not make those teams. So they said, I want to play in the World Cup and I'll play. Backerman chose the U.S. Yeah, he chose the U.S. because he couldn't make the German team. Do we know that for sure? I can guarantee it. No, no. There's like three or four guys. There's three or four guys. There's five five guys. guys, and five specifically, guys. specifically, Beckerman. Jones, Jones. Wait, wait, now listen. Beckerman played for the German Coach. under 17, right. under 18, right. whatever it is. He played there, right. was a starter, right. and then. Stop cutting his hair. And then it was made clear to him. Nothing wrong with that, dude. <laughs> it was made clear to him. I wrote a whole thing on this. It was made clear to him that he might make the German team. But he would definitely make the American team. And, and, and he would start. And who told him that? Was it Jürgen? Probably. <laughs> because Jürgen Klinsmann, wasn't he a coach on the German team at one point? Not at that time. He was also there. He was previously, yes. Right, at, at one point. The bottom line is, though. That's not why this guy. The rules are set up. No, 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 no. Not just the World Cup, but all the whole inter- U.S. team. You can choose if you're a dual citizen. Yeah, but there aren't that many of those, all, honestly. Okay, but I, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. The five German American. No, there's guys a lot of dual. The there's a lot of dual citizens. Four playing. of them were born to American military in Germany. Exactly. In Germany. In Germany. So and American, none of they them. Were, they weren't German. None of them American could make exactly. the German team. We That's why they play. No, we do you know that. Just laid that out with Germany's going to win the World Cup. No. Probably. No, they are. They're going to fuck Argentina. They are. They definitely are. <laughs> That's not the point. That's the point is that Beckerman chose America because he wasn't going to make the German team. I just told you that. I, th- I, Mark, I, I think that you could. Yes. Have, you could have no, a I do. That, that could be a factor. He was told he that he's I, not going to make it. That's why he went out for the, the German, the American that side. Systemic factor is the main thing holding back the American 
side. I agree, you know? I agree with that. I, I think that it's part for one, the fact that we have a variety of sports here that have a Colin Kaepernick could have made the American team. That guy's the draw. one of the best athletes in America. Maybe You're, you could be right. I agree, but you know what? It, this has to do with the disintegration of skill sports in general. People don't gravitate towards the right sports anymore because they, what's the right sports? They, well, the, the right sport that they're correct for. You know. How many, uh, I disagree there. I don't. How many Matt Kemp's are there? Do you know what I mean? Matt Kemp could have played any one of three sports, ended up in baseball, and seen, you know, before he got hurt, was on his way to being a big-time superstar. But how many African-Americans even gravitate towards baseball anymore? You see what I'm saying? I'm just no. saying. I disagree with you. Jackie you Robinson. Jackie Robinson. No, that was six, seven years ago. Okay, I'm going to make a point here, so hear it out. Jackie Robinson could have played in any one of three sports. Except there was no real NBA then. He didn't play basketball. He he played track star football. All right. Which, 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 wait, no, no, you're missing my point. Which sport did he choose? The sport that paid money. No, Jackie Robinson chose baseball because baseball... Stop, 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 stop. He picked which sport? He picked the sport that was the high... You're talking, you're talking, and I'm talking. So that means you're not listening. Jackie Robinson... Come on now. Jackie Robinson chose the sport that paid the most money. Which sport was that? Baseball. If... At that time. Right, only of the three that he played. Exactly, but he was a star... Wait, wait, listen... You're talking, which means you're not listening. Jackie Robinson chose the only sport that paid dollars. Now, what I'm saying is, that's a guy that was a fucking monster of a athlete. And he could have played any one of those sports. If football had paid the most, he'd have gone that way. He picked the sport that paid the most. Colin Kaepernick, to go back to where I was... I'm not saying I don't know what he played. My point is, is that the best athletes play the sports that pay the most. Does What does soccer pay in America? Squat. Why are our best athletes not playing soccer? Because soccer pays squat. The moment that soccer pays top dollar is the moment we'll compete... U.S. will compete at the World Cup. We need a quick break. No, I mean, that's just a fact. Listen to the Radio Network. Take a quick break, and I'll be back after this. This is the Chris Anderson Group, and this is called Drifting, and Chris will be our guest next week. So, back after this. Myself, it would be all right. It was a beautiful. 
How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hi, I'm Tim from Kid Gramophone, and I'm awesome. You're listening to the equally awesome Swoops World. Ask her for drinks and for girls. She parts her lips as a fish. She wants Donna! So, like we were talking about before, we uh, this conversation really got derailed. <laughs> wow! I love to just honestly, once you guys get going, I love to just sit back and laugh because it gets very entertaining. Uh, I would definitely have subscribed to this podcast if I weren't already in the room because holy shit, who knows where this is going to go? We don't know. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but you know, this whole conversation started with a, a little bit of a compare and contrast between the two semifinal matches in the World Cup. And we didn't actually get to today's game because we <laughs> we sort of we went, got derailed. We sort of went somewhere after we talked about yesterday's game, where Germany just blew Brazil right into you know Chile or something. Uh, and that was seven to one was the final, and it was seven to zero through like eighty five minutes. Um, today's game, quite the opposite, zero zero. See, today's game is what I expected. Yesterday's game, I, I thought, I thought Brazil, uh, I thought Germany would win two one, two nothing. Today, I thought we we would have a zero zero game going into the overtime. Maybe someone slips one in. Maybe it goes. That's in. what I thought, and so I was pulling for Argentina because I'm just not a big fan of the Dutch. But um, I I hate any time that. Uh, the game is decided on on uh, PKs because that's I, I actually I actually enjoy it. No, no, it's a it's a wonderful <laughs> spectacle. Yes, it is entertaining as all hell. But if that's how you're going to win a game, why play the first 120 minutes? Well, yeah, it's like, just cut it's, to it. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's like anything else. You see, when when they, when they get to the uh, extra time, they call it right because added time is during. And you know, get the extra time, which we normally would call overtime, I guess. Um, the fact that they play two halves kind of freaks me out because I think it's a sudden death, right? The first guy to score a goal, let's get it well, out. Well, but back but in the day, that's how it used to be. be. The golden yeah. goal. The they golden. Call, they could yeah. call it sudden death because people have been killed for not winning soccer. That's games. true. So uh, not so sudden, no. It's used a couple weeks, couple days later. Yeah. Uh, but the thing <laughs> is, is they play the two halves, right? And then when it gets to the PKs or whatever they call it, they're not penalty kicks, right? They're, uh, they call yeah. it. That, yeah, yeah, they're penalty kicks. Uh, then it's just. It's just to me by that time it's, it's you're so far on edge, especially if you're the freaking goalie. <laughs> and when you when you snuff out the first one, 
You're you're ahead of the you're ahead of the curve, man. Way ahead. Yeah, way you're, ahead. You're ahead of the curve. Uh, yeah, your dick grows two inches every time you make a save. I think. Yeah, that's why I save so many goals. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, today's game, I didn't even see the end of it because it overtime, extra time, you know, additional time, FIFA time, whatever. It was going on as I was closing up shop at work. So by the time I got home. Oh, so you could have actually been here for the first half. Yeah, I could have. I was doing, I was doing some things that kept me from being here in time. You're probably unpacking, I imagine. Or you, were, or you were packing. Check off the list One of the other. Excuses, uh, they were all valid. Uh-huh. Anyhow. <laughs> 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 like, uh-huh, like, yeah, well, you do. <laughs> as soon as you fucking put that post You said that even I do, like, I know He actually mentioned that he might uh, Put that up a little later Just to make sure Keep certain people in the dark <laughs> But anyway um, yeah. yeah, today's game It was If you don't love soccer Today's game was boring as shit. Today's game, I, I I like soccer. I'm not I'm not saying I love soccer. I like soccer. And it was boring as shit. It was boring as shit. Yeah. It was. It was not the it most was. boring game I've seen this. Well, no, this no, no, it wasn't. It was, it was still boring as shit. Yeah. But a semifinal. Same here, yeah. It's like it's it to, was an to evenly me, matched. To game. me, I, I look at it the way we rate beers, right? <laughs> and uh, so, it, so compared, it's at least a five. Co- compared to other games that I've seen that have been <laughs> boring, it was drinkable. It was drinkable. <laughs> I was going to finish that game. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I got to go with you there. Now, I agree with you 100% on that. It was drinkable. It was definitely drinkable. Uh, but that being said, but actually, I, for me, this was the game I expected to see between these two teams. And as I told my son, my son's he's gotten into the World Cup for the first time. He's like 14, 13. Did he have a choice? Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, but he uh, he really, really thought. First of all, he was a big Brazil fan, so he really, really thought that Brazil was going to win. And I, I would, I made it clear to him, like Brazil's not going to beat Germany, and he didn't believe me. I yeah, but nobody thought they were going to lose that bad. No, and I and I and I'm honest. I didn't at all. Like I said, two nothing, two one. That's what I expected. But I told him that this is what I expected here, and uh, he he really thought. I mean, he has this idea. He thought like, well, Argentina's going to like just you know just come through big, and like this is the game I thought would happen. I thought they would both. They're, neither one of them. We saw the Netherlands play a couple decent games earlier, early on. They, they played a couple really good. Yeah, games. I mean they beat the piss out of Spain. Yeah, so I expected but Spain this. But to be not so good. Exactly. Yeah, well, and yeah. then and then if you look at all the goals, I they think they really shouldn't have beat Mexico. Right. Mexico, they really Mexico, Mexico lost yeah. more than Brazil, uh, more than the Netherlands yeah. won. And so if you really look at that, uh, this is sort of the game I expected to see. Um, because Argentina's good, but if you can neutralize Messi, Messi then which, which Netherlands did today? They, they did. They, they did for what? Com- he had moments. He had good moments, but but he never obviously he never really came through. 
And I, I, I love watching him because the guy just does amazing things. But yeah, and he's, he's running around. At his head level's about everybody's waist. Right. He's, so. he's like a dwarf he's, he's out there. Five right? Five foot six. Five but all that being said, <laughs> he is the guy. I mean, he's talented, man. The guy, yeah. When he has the ball, it's not in the freaking eye. If, if, if you're playing basketball, one guy, one guy. He's Michael Jordan. He's Pistol Pete Maravich out there, man. You know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Take your pick. the archives. In soccer, they let you put whatever name you want on the back. Yeah, right? It's like the XFL. They're the guy that one person can change the entire game. But in soccer, one guy can be a big factor, but he can't all by him. Say, you know, Argentina is a good team. That's what people don't realize. You know, when we were talking AD. It's like Peyton Manning. Well, it's like when we were talking AD. He's like, well, but it's a team sport, right? right? These guys, there are superstars in soccer, but doesn't mean that your team's going to win everything. Right. And well, let's go back to, let's go back to the, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody on the planet would agree that Peyton Manning was the better quarterback. I don't know, man. I like you're gonna look at stupid stuff like stats and all that kind of Who's stuff. Who's the better quarterback? <laughs> but he's I, one guy I, in eleven. I, I like Ken. a lot of people that suck at stuff. <laughs> Russell Wilson doesn't even suck. He's no, good. No, no, no. He's Pey- damn good. Pey- yeah, and he's probably gonna be revered as one of the best quarterbacks that ever at, played the game. And at the same time, played one of the worst. He only games. plays half. Yeah. Well, he only plays half the game. That's right. So yeah. how much well, can he? He plays half the game if the game is played <laughs> fairly well. Right. <laughs> he might not ever get up, get off the bench. Wait, right. <laughs> Which is what we saw. So, and that's the same sort of thing that is happens in soccer. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that's like goalies. If you're a good soccer team, I probably should not know who your goalie is, really. <laughs> right, right. The people, if you know the name of the goalie, that yeah, probably yeah. means you, your team sucks. Yeah, his name is being said too much. Yeah. Way too much in the case of America. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always yeah. said, I thought Tim Which was fun to watch. Tim Howard's a beast. But. Oh, my God. You know, when it got past, 15 like, saves when it got 16 past saves? like five saves, I'm like, this is. Five saves in the first half. Yeah, because I mean, they're, get, they're getting too many shots on yeah. goal. And then he ends up with 15, 16 saves. And I'm like, oh, my God, he had 15. He should not have had 15 or 16 no. saves. Yeah, you know, Klinsman was right. The U.S. was never going to win this World Cup. Yeah, thanks for giving us that boot of close to confidence yeah. on the way in. Yeah, he's Before a real, our plane landed. He's a real motivator. Yeah. Uh, like he's, got, he's no Patton. No, but he could at least pull as much money on the motivational. Or Chelsea. He probably can't pull Bill Clinton money. But no, not yet. Chelsea, not yet. Chelsea's at least not in America. If he wins in Germany, he he scored eleven goals. Yeah, and yes, I guarantee you, he got yeah. a lot of high-profile hummers after those eleven goals. So I mean, hey, he, he could score that kind of money. But in Germany, yeah, uh, not in America. And speaking of Germany, now we have the World Cup final on Sunday. Well, yes. they're, 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 the, the third the place game's on Saturday, right? Well, who gives a shit about that? Well, you gotta watch that. So no, that's, that's no Netherlands and Brazil. I, I gotta watch it. Brazil's already Brazil is already lost. The fact that back, there is so a Brazil has already lost. They don't give a bronze medal. Listen, I've watched so every freaking game. I gotta watch this one too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why? Why? That's that's socialist bullshit. <laughs> That's, that's, that's handing out hugs and lollipops. I don't care. That's, I, I don't care about the. That is the I don't care. Of soccer. I don't you got to know that. who's third. My, my point is, I watched every. Why? Friday. I watched every. Because. Game. Why should I stop now? Because. Yeah, 
with you. I think I, I don't understand this. Yeah. I just don't get it. I, like, it's called the, the loser's bracket. The Olympics Every sport has this tradition of a, a gold, a silver, and a bronze. So, yeah, have a bronze medal game. Decide who you want to give that shitty medal. I'm sorry, it's not shitty medal. But yeah, especially like, if you win one. Give out the bronze medal. But there's no bronze, there's no bronze, like, third place. There might be a third place trophy. In Did you play world. soccer growing up? No. See, that's your last way. You don't get it, man. Yeah, and I'm okay I, with that. I had to go to so many freaking tournaments, the Turkey, t- turkey oh, Tribe, this, so, this tournament, that I'm tournament. I'm so right. okay with there's that. There's always a loser's bracket, and half the time your kid's playing in it. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, I had the loser's bracket, because we had double elimination had tournaments. All right, so if I watched... But watch, we didn't ever have a third place game. If I watched game. every other... The losers bracket, pretty much, unless you get out, you there was there always was one because the one the, they would have. Yeah, the, that's the, the consolation bracket. Same thing, whatever. No, it's not the, the same loser, thing. Losers bracket. You said the, the c word. The losers. Know, right? This <laughs> is that's just bad. That's socialist. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! That's what this game is. That's what it is. I've watched every game. I'm re- gonna watch the last two. I'm damn not, it! I'm not gonna watch the third place. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Saturday. There's just no reason. For it. Brazil and the Netherlands will take a take a, a turn at that, and who knows? Maybe maybe Brazil will redeem themselves. No, those guys they are defeated. Defeated. Like honestly, I think some of them might. Not Four be years from now, might not they might, better. but yeah. no, they're done. Uh, they're cooked. And, and then on they Sun- are cooked. On Sunday, we get the actual World Cup final, the championship. For, you know, for the for the gold medal, for that twisted looking trophy thing. The twisted looking yeah. trophy thing. And. Uh, <laughs> It'll be a nice family reunion for a lot of uh, Nazi families that have been flung across. Say it so! <laughs> Germany takes on Argentina, and, you know, a lot, a lot of German speakers. You heard it here on Scoops World. For those of you who may have not have known, <laughs> a lot of white people that speak German and Allegedly. Are related. Allegedly. We're going to get to hang out and cheer against and for each other at the same time. Uh, it's no, going to make things complicated. It is going to make things very complicated. For other people. From a not for us. Standpoint. <laughs> I, 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 well, I don't know about you, but not for me. I, I, really, I know I, not for I, you. I actually have relatives in Germany, man. They're part of that whole GI. Yeah, yeah. GI. Uh-huh. Yeah, my dad's brother. I know, I know. You told me. But none of them on the team, though. I know, right? So you, you could have played for Germany. I couldn't. No. My cousins could have. They never came back. He came back under under dubious circumstances. But he did. Yeah. Did you tell me? Nope. Went there. Got you know. Did his time. Started up, right. Stayed. Got married. Stayed. Hit out with uh, Anne Frank or something. I don't know. What else. Is, is there a Lewis? Is there a Lewis on the German team? <laughs> World War Two action there, man. I don't know. A Louis. <laughs> So, yeah, there's the World Cup final on Sunday, and I don't know. I mean, I I think that Germany's going to win. I think that Argentina has played okay for the most part. You know, I think teams need to step. I think, well, soccer really don't say that, but I think they should step up. They should, Argentina should step up and show the third. I hope they do because. Game. I, I hope that there are at least a couple of goals scored in regulation. I hope that it doesn't end up in PKs and a 0-0 game. I don't think that's going to be the case yeah. with these teams. Germany has just been dumping goals in the net the whole tournament. Yeah, they make it look like it's really uh, easy to do. <laughs> I mean, they haven't, they haven't lost. They have one draw. They drew with Ghana. 
They beat yes. the U.S. and they beat, one nothing. And they beat Portugal. They beat Portugal four to four nothing. nothing. I think three nothing. So, four nothing. I mean, they, they like they're having fun out there. Yeah, and they they have. I mean, they not, don't play the most interesting, appealing. No, no, but they're, they're methodical. Exactly, and it's like you can't help but go. They, Let's great. We just beat the shit out of you, <laughs> and we only scored one goal because we knew we could have scored eight, but we only scored one goal. That's kind of how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And in Brazil, they kind of like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna score seven. And I honestly, I think that they hands down look like the were, best team. Were I the coach of Germany, I would have said we cannot score enough goals in this game. Well, he never looks happy anyway. That's true. But I mean. He just looks like coaching he's coaching soccer. <laughs> How happy have you been when you're coaching soccer, Peter? Not. <laughs> In fact, I declined <laughs> the last oh, assignment. Was, yeah, was that was to beg you. We're going to have to pull him off the archives. Uh, <laughs> Trevor comes not look happy at all. Well, he coaches soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Address those letters to Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> Care of But all this being said, up until the the semifinals, it's been a fun tournament. It, it's been the best tournament that I have watched, and I'm not claiming to go way back. I've I, watched I the back, last. I go back. I started watching the World Cup. I think before I was now. born, probably. No, not that far back. Uh, I go back to when the U.S. hosted. Uh, oh, yeah, I watched that. So it was 94? Yeah, okay, so that. I've been watching more or less because the, the one in uh, Japan, Korea was tough just because just because time. You know, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night to watch the soccer game. But all that being said, I, I've been watching since then. And i got to say, up until the quarters or the semis, this has been probably the most enjoyable. And I think we talked about this the last show we had, which was two weeks ago. Like, when we watched the last World Cup in, in South Africa, it seemed like everybody came out with, like, hey, a tie is good. And I didn't feel like, for the most part, there were definitely... You know ties were good? Because every time they scored, they played those stupid freaking horns. And everybody was tired of hearing those wow. horns. That, that, there's, there's definitely that. But the point is, is that, uh, you know, this was definitely a much more interesting World Cup, just across the board, start to where we are now, uh, than the last one. And the, I think even the one before it. So uh, I give them credit that way. Most teams came out to score goals. There's some notable exceptions. Uh, fucking Greeks. Um, Your name was well represented. I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm so mad about that, because you know what? Try to score a damn goal. Anyhow, these last two games were were, were not necessarily the best, but uh, overall, yeah, I think they weren't the worst. Though. They weren't the worst. Well, I took that back. <laughs> One of them was the worst. <laughs> that, Brazil, that Brazil game was the worst. Well, it just depends who you're rooting for. <laughs> yeah, no matter who you're rooting for. It was a... Well, if you're a German fan, that's German just happened. Even if you're a German fan, after about the fourth goal, you're like, oh, what they sure score? They scored like six goals in ten minutes, or they scored no, no, eighteen no, minutes, or something five, like that. Five goals in the five, first twenty minutes. Five in twenty minutes of play, yeah. which is a record. The, the, they scored their first goal in the eleventh and their fifth in like the thirtieth. Yeah, 
It wasn't the fastest goal ever scored, but uh, they racked somebody him, they racked him up. Close. I Dempsey, heard Dempsey's goal was almost the, the fastest. fastest yeah, there. then they they revised it. Right. Yeah, well. They said, "Oh, we can't let an American." Have we it. can't do that. <laughs> but what I did hear this was right. What I did hear was in the last in the German game, Brazilian game. Uh, who's the German? Who's it? Yeah, uh, that's the way I see it. But uh, so, so the, so the German. <laughs> like the Super Bowl was the Seahawks. Game. <laughs> right, right, right. But whoever scored—I forget who it was. Was it Mueller? Whoever. Somebody scored the fastest two goals in the history of the World Cup. It was probably Mueller. Yeah. Uh, and he scored two goals in sixty-two I seconds. I don't think it's Mueller. Who cares, man? <laughs> He are scored. You, you, you it depends read, on if there's Are you the guy reading my audible book? Is there an umlaut? Yes. Ah, then it's Mueller. Yeah, then it's Mueller. Anyhow, whoever it was, whoever it was, scored uh, two goals in 62 seconds. And nobody had ever done that in basically 100 years of the World Cup. So there's a lot of, like, 82 years. I'm a, I'm a round up, guy. round up guy. Basically, half full. Yeah. Before yeah. I was born. What else you got? Before we all born. Like 11, Except for Swoopy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the A's. They're good. Yeah. There you go, Mark. Talk about them. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious, dude. There, <laughs> there you have it. Another edition of T-Bone. Done before. You say you're done. They 
and you want some more. You say you love me, then you run away. Try to escape, then you won't stay. I love you, woman. You set my soul on fire. You kill me, baby, you're a real live wife. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, this is Barry Rolera. You're listening to Scoop World. Exactly. And welcome back to Super on Talk Street Radio Network, and uh, as well as uh, Talk Street Live. Uh, thanks for those of you who tune in Talk Street Live. You put it in the top five again, once again, on the, uh, on the listener chart there. We really appreciate that. As well as those of you who listen to all the different ways to listen to Super World on the uh, Super World iPhone and Android apps. Uh, next week on Super World Late Night, our guest is the Chris Anderson Group returning. They were here last year, and they'll be coming here. They're going about to play the Cypress Festival. And uh, we'll have a chance to chat with them in a couple weeks. 
We got we've got plenty of guests coming in, and we'll go through them all. We're closing in on our 500th broadcast, uh, and all those kind of cool things like that. What's happening, T Bone? Big, big plans for the weekend? This weekend, uh, let's see here. Uh, might buy myself a barbecue. Oh yeah, you gotta have that. Gotta cook some more dead animals. You gotta do that. Sustain. And if you're not, you, you can even barbecue zucchini if you wanted to. So. Uh, (laughs) you know there's a lot of parrots uh right flying around by you there apparently they're good eating so (laughs) i plan to find out i don't go to work until 8 30 and those sons of bitches wake me up at six oh i used to live uh i used to live on first there and our palm tree above they had nested in and it was uh yeah I, i feel you brother (laughs) <laughs> it's cool at first when you go, oh, parrots are wild parrots. And then <laughs> day in and day out is like, oh. <laughs> I'm hoping that eventually it'll kind of be like, you know, the airplanes. It will be. Again, You'll get there. You'll right get now there. it's still just, oh, my God. <laughs> Airplane is consistent at least. It's just a roar. The parrots, it's like, Never know it's gonna stop, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it'd be like a little flock of flyby. But you get they, you where you're at. I'm pretty sure there's a flock that f- trolls through there around uh, four four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, heading over towards the Vons in that direction. Yeah, direction. Those ones are in my. They're in my direction. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning, they're right there. Right over. There. <laughs> right over there. They, they like the. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, t- t- you got all settled in? You're all, uh, you're all... Well, I've got, uh, I got the internet hooked up. Yeah. You know, that was important. Got out of it, which... Yeah, uh, I got, got a computer. Or you got to have a neighbor who's got an uh, <laughs> unlo- unlocked... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the neighbors are savage. Those days are gone. The bill, yeah, they are pretty much gone. The building is wired for Fios. But internet by itself is fucking eighty dollars a month. Yeah, it's bullshit. So I move next door to a Starbucks. Got man. the damn cable company internet <laughs> for half the price because I'm not paying for computers. Yeah. Even if it's only five dollars more, plus taxes and fees and DVR and what other. Kind it's of demand force you into bullshit you don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be bundled. Yeah, I, I want to pick and choose what I want to pick and choose. Damn it. Damn straight. That's the American way, man. That's right. So I'm paying forty. $40 a month. Unless it's a hot chick that wants to bundle you. That's, That's a different story entirely. For sure. Because that gives you well, some... Not if you, not if you got a game, not if you got a FIFA game coming up, but... Uh, <laughs> Depends on who your coach is. Depends on who your coach is, exactly. Or, or who's bundling you. <laughs> who's bundling you. Sometimes you can tell the coach to... I signed that, but I... Peter, big plans for the weekend or what, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I, I I'm probably gonna watch the uh, the game on Sunday. You watch both games. Best no, 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 no. Because Brazil's already gonna lose. Uh, so I don't need to watch that because I know that's gonna happen. Uh, but as as dominant as Germany was, they did show that uh, they can be beaten. I mean, oh, just, yeah. look at, just look at how the U.S. played against The U.S. Them. played them well. They can be beaten. The U.S. didn't have the sort of offense that Argentina 
had. But we were has. down. We were down. Josie Altidore. Yeah. We were down a couple guys. And Messi is the greatest player. Germany was also already through. Right. Right. <laughs> so, all that being said. Why you want to rain in the parade, man? Because all that parade needs a pissing. <laughs> all that being said, if I was betting dollars, I'd bet on Germany to easily crush Argentina. However, I will dollars cheer. No longer the favorite currency. Right. In the world. I will. <laughs> I put my Bitcoin on. Uh... <laughs> I will definitely am going to be cheering for Argentina for what I think is the upset. If uh, nothing else, they've got better colors, and they're more fun. To be honest with you, Germany, they won. They won. Panzers. And the thing is, is they're not. They're not fun to watch. They're just. They don't play a fun sort of game, and as it's like West Coast. Offense versus whatever the other thing is. It's like Argentina is more interesting. They're just more. They're probably going to lose, but I'm going to be cheering for them. All right. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all I got planned. What about you? Uh, much you same. probably get you probably got a soccer tournament to go to. Uh, uh, if Somewhere I do, if, in if I do, I Inland Valley. If I don't, if I, do, <laughs> I haven't notified yet. But sure as shit, I'll be notified when I really think I got plans to do other. When things. you're the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, uh, six o'clock. I gotta oh, be, you will be there at five thirty. Uh, uh, and we'll be there all day. We'll be there all day. Yeah, because we, we have the first game. In the fifth game. <laughs> <laughs> and if we win those two, we come back on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Screw you, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds awful. <laughs> oh, someday, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you do, apparently. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, once again, we want to thank Mark Platt for joining us tonight and, and hanging with us for a little bit and uh, getting abused by uh, the crew here. And it was always a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, next week, the Chris Anderson Group, we thank everybody for tuning in. And that's it for me, man. You guys got anything I'm out of words? No. Good. Dream as if you live forever, live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. Good night. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.